from the Betamax Rewind Studios, it's Not The Looking Skirfurters. This week, the boys talk about the GOAT, The Empire Strikes Back. Now, here are two guys who have never kissed their brothers on the lips. Wait, what? Don't look at me. I'm not the only one with a brother. Matt and Doug. Do I have to fade that out? Yeah, fade <laughs> Sure. It. Little 8-bit opening. Dougie 40 clips. Go. Dougie 40 clips. <laughs> 39. 39 clips, not 40. Yeah. How, well, how many do you have this week? Uh, we have I, I know tw- you don't have as many movie clips as I do. Oh, I have more movie clips than you do. You think so? Yeah, there's. Right. I think there's 88 clips total. Hmm. Yeah, but... um. How about that? So, so here we are. The Empire Strikes Back. One of our precious... Yeah, this is, and we actually talked about this a little bit where I said, this is going to be a long haul thing. And you actually pointed something out, which is probably true, is even though the movie itself, we have a lot to talk about, there's probably not going to be the normal asides that we have. But yeah, we need to keep it short, Matt. I, the missus and I are wearing towels tonight. <laughs> yes. That's not going to happen, Doug. And honestly, going into our podcast. Towels, Matt. Towels. And that's uh, what I was just about to say. Our podcast that we had last week, um, short, about a little bit over an hour. Yeah. Ungodly amount of housekeeping from that podcast. And in addition to that, probably just from a pure audio standpoint, one of the best sounding podcasts we've ever had. Probably. The audio was just so crisp, except for Doug kept pegging the needle because his mic, you know, uh, technique is not great. And you would think, Ironically, that would not be something I'd complain about. But anyway, let's go ahead and move on. That's the whole pegging. Wouldn't and now, yes, about that. Yes. it's time for podcast housekeeping. All right. Who's going first? You go first, I go first? Uh, let's just go back and forth. Okay, so I had mentioned several times, and I, when we were referring to movies that are chock full of megastars, mm-hmm. I said cattle car, or, or and you followed it up with something. I said cattle call. You said yeah, cattle I, car. I said cattle call. The word we were looking for was cavalcade. <laughs> cattle, cattle, cattle call actually does work. It is not the preferred. Um, uh, the the uh, murderer's row is definitely the better one right. of, of yes. them to go with. Right. Uh, we had talked about um, playing out the string at the end of Pretty in Pink. And I said that I should have pulled this clip for that. Janie? Yes, Jake? Maybe you should get on that plane and go to Paris. Huh? Well, you know, I mean, if you stay, we really only have the summer, and then I go to college, and we'll talk on the phone and spend the occasional weekend together, which is nice. (laughs) But chances are one night I'm going to get wrecked and have unprotected sex with some girl in my dorm. You'll find her thong and call me a slut. I'll call you a cock tease and we'll break up. So when you really think about it, what's the point? And that's kind of how it would work with Sam and Jake. I got—I was confused there because you said pretty in pink. And I'm like, huh? But now yeah, you, you, were, you meant 16 I candles. I meant 16 candles. And actually right before that clip, uh, Molly Ringwald is actually in that scene. She uh, mentions pretty in pink, so I, I apologize. So yes, okay. you are correct. All right. All right. So... Tony Ganios, who played Meat in Porky's, mm-hmm. was in Die Hard 2. Correct. He, his, his character's name was Baker, and he did die by icicle in the eye socket. 
and he is not the guy that will pop up later that I will actually talk about. Oh, all right. I don't think I mentioned this at the river, but I could not find the cost of a Happy Meal in 1984 because uh, we had talked about that because we talked about the economics of paying to see a woman's panties, and I said, you know, "Oh, I bet if a Happy Meal was a buck forty-nine for a hamburger Happy Meal and a buck fifty-nine for a cheeseburger Happy Meal." Well, now the slice of cheese is over a buck, <laughs> which is crazy because it's not even real cheese. Well, the thing that's crazy is. We were, when we went to the grocery store on the way up to the Shangri-La, and you obviously do not spend nearly as much time in the grocery store as I do. And just your your amazement at how much shit costs. It's like, how Mm -hmm. the fuck is mayo that much? Miracle Whip was six bucks. Yeah, it was crazy. I think it was like $3.59 for a small bottle of mayonnaise, squeeze mayonnaise. Yeah, I was thinking the middle one was, I think it was like six fifty or something in there. Yeah, ridiculously expensive. Um, in 16 Candles, they use the theme song from Dragnet. Uh-huh. And Joe Friday? There should be a clip labeled Joe. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I use Joe Montana. You know my name. <laughs> my name's Blue Boy. What do you think, Joe? Cardwheels? Or sugar cubes? I'll make you book. He's been dropping that acid we've been hearing about. Funny enough, haha, the only episode that I've seen from beginning to end of Dragnet was that LSD episode, and I was high on LSD when I watched it. <laughs> Have you ever seen those uh, iced tea, Law & Order, whichever version of, where, where they talk about a new fad that's going on with kids? It's been a, it's been a long time since I've watched an episode of Law & Order. Uh, no, I'm just talking about the memes on the internet with ice, oh, ice cube. No, no iced tea, no. sorry. Iced tea, yes. Ice Cube. Yeah. Uh, you had mentioned uh, Vivian from being I Love Lucy, Lucy and Desi's neighbor. Uh, and it's Fred, Fred and, and Ethel. Ethel Mertz. But Ethel was actually played by Vivian Vance. So, All right. So, you know, you're, you were you were in the in the neighborhood. Okay. All right. Movies that I missed, war movies that I, I missed that were important that I should have brought up. Dirty Dozen, Darby's Rangers, The Thin Red Line. How did we miss that one? Das Boot, Paths of Glory, which is a Kubrick black and white film with Kirk Douglas. Have you I seen thought it? that was a. I thought that was like a coming of age thing. Paths of Glory. Yeah. Oh, no. paths. I thought you said pads. Sorry. Oh, all right. Uh, both of the East. Both of both of the Eastwood Iwo Jima movies. Have you seen either one of those? Uh, is that Flags of Our Fathers and um, Letters from Letters from Iwo Jima? Yeah. The the latter is the better of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, All Quiet on the Western Front. Although the first version that I saw of that was the made for TV version with John Boy and Ernest Borgnine. Okay, and then there's and then I watched the black and white version from the 30s in Larry Simon's class after we read the book. Okay. I'm assuming he's got to be in the ground by now. Oh, he is. Yes. Uh, the Longest Day, Where Eagles Dare, A Bridge Too Far, We Were Soldiers, and then The Guns in Navarone, and then the follow-up, uh, Force 10 from Navarone with Harrison Ford and Carl Weathers. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then movies that I was – you asked me what war movies I was disappointed by. Uh, Memphis Bell, Red Tails. Have you ever seen any of the Saints and Soldiers movies? I no. think they're all on Amazon. There are a bunch of World War II movies. It's a series of them that are made by Mormons. Okay. Not good. Uh, and then Wind Talkers and the oh-so-popular Pearl Harbor. Oh, gosh. Uh, what was the song from Pearl Harbor? 
Um, I think it's by Carrie Underwood. Aerosmith, Can't Live Another Day Without You. Uh, that's don't, Armageddon. Don't, don't want to miss a thing. Don't, don't want to miss a thing. That's, that's Armageddon. That's Armageddon, right? yeah. Both Ben Affleck. Yeah, yes. And it stars the guy whose name we can never remember. <sighs> Josh Hartnett. Yep, that's it. All right. So Autofocus yes. was the movie about Bob Crane. Uh-huh. Uh, so the video camera that he got costs three hundred fifty dollars all right uh in today's dollars it's about thirty three hundred dollars okay Somewhat i scoured reasonable. you i scoured youtube trying to find the clip of them jerking off to the film that they had made i think it was i i saw a little bit of it on tubi um all right because that's where i could find it but so the thirty three hundred dollars it sounds kind of reasonable however in order to work it needed the vcr part which mm-hmm. cost another seven hundred and thirty dollars, which is about seven grand. Wow. So it cost about ten grand to watch yourself get blown by chicks that you pick up at the Regal Beagle. Okay. Speaking of the Regal Beagle, there you go. <laughs> Larry Dallas, played by Richard Klein. Uh, his actual name is Larry Dallapoulos, and the only reason why I know that was the opening night of Jack's Bistro. Mister Furley had forgotten, or he put the opening night the following week in the newspaper so nobody showed up to jack's bistro so larry invited his entire greek family and that's when we found out that his name was actually dalia pulos and his entire family came and filled the restaurant however they were so pleased with the meal that in greek tradition they take the plates and smash them on the ground which made me meant jack broke even on his opening night is that your larry clip yes yes Jack, twins, Swedish, my place, now. <laughs> Going to be a Family Guy heavy episode, isn't it? I think so. And honestly, I think I picked up some of the ones that you did not. <laughs> okay. Uh, we we talked about how none of the guys that were up the Shangri-La would kind of jump on the podcast for five minutes. Mm-hmm. And I talked about how if it was me and it was somebody else's, how I would have done that in a heartbeat. And Jen said, you have to realize everybody's not kind of the attention whore that you are. <laughs> I don't know if she used those exact words, but that was, she's like, that's, that's you. That's not everybody else. So okay. kind of deal with it. Yes. Um, we totally screwed the pooch when it came to Stalag's numbers. Yes, we did. <laughs> uh, so I had said that the movie starring William Holden was Stalag 13. Right. And you had said Stalag 17. In Hogan's Heroes, it was Stalag 17. Where's the buzzer? (laughs) Yeah. Opposite. We juxtaposed those numbers. Right. However, I I did get... uh, Oh, actually, that's not that one. It's another one. But you were correct. It was written and directed by Billy Wilder, but it was not based on a play written by Billy Wilder. It was actually based on a play written by Edward Edmund Trzinski and Donald Beaven. Beaven? Yes. All right. Uh, the John Wayne film that you talked about was The Fighting Seabees. The Fighting Seabees, yes. Uh, Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea was the show that had the flying sub. It was based on a film of the same name and starred Richard Basehart. All right. We talked about Mission Impossible 3 and the heroin guy, Phil, mm-hmm. Phil Seymour Thomas. <laughs> Seymour. What did I say? <laughs> Wait. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes. Where am I getting Thomas from? I have no idea. 
John Boy, talk, when you're talking about John Boy before, baby, and we talked about Carrie Russell with the, with the exploding brain mechanism. Mm-hmm. That would oh, be the yeah, label. Carrie, Carrie. Yeah. What is it? Please put something in my head. They injected you with a time release charge. Remember that? No, time release. An explosive. They've activated. It's going to detonate unless we try to charge. This is what we're going to no, do. No, Ethan, you zap her like that to stop a heart. And I'll zap her again and bring her back. Ethan, thank you. No, Carrie. And, thank you. And bye, bye, Carrie. And you're you're smoking hot ass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the name of the shrink from Mash, Sydney Friedman. Friedman. Okay, so we are on the right track with Freud. Uh, seven eighths is eighty-seven point five percent, not eighty percent. All right. Uh, Jen was surprised we don't still shoot up at the cabin and she she actually brought up a a good point which i did not know the answer to is we show up and just like the first time we showed up there is a skunk in the outhouse Mm -hmm. what do we do uh we pack our shit up and say hey it's great seeing everybody (laughs) because yeah i don't bring a gun up there I, I figured we'd just go down to the Rockton bar and say, hey, anybody got some guns we can borrow? Yeah, I, that's, yeah, I suppose. Um, why were we talking about um, leaders of Great Britain? Oh, because we were talking about the Eagle has landed yes. and Michael Caine's crew were going to capture. Yeah. William. William Cliff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go ahead and play the, the clip. The Nazis are the protagonists and they're going to kill William, William Churchill. <laughs> I'm not wrong. <laughs> William Churchill was actually the guy they killed. That was that was the double's name. It was not. Look it up. You're so full. It's, you're so full of shit. Okay. Um. I don't know how we got on this track, but you had talked about uh, Deadpool. Yeah. You might want to leave the room. I bet it feels huge in this hand. Go 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 go. You watched that film with your child. <laughs> Uh-huh. I know I did. He, I remember him asking, I don't understand that. I said, he's going to masturbate. Oh, okay. But there's a lot of other things that I, I told him. I said, just don't even ask. Don't ask. We talked about Saving Private Ryan, and you had mentioned that there were some gaffes. Yes. Um, these are the only gaffes that I could really find. I mean, there were some minor ones that you're going to get in any movie, but the Tiger Tanks – because there is only one operational Tiger tank in existence today, they had to use some old Russian T-34 tanks from World War II and doctor them up. So they look like Tiger tanks, yeah. Yes. And then the motorcycle that Tom Hanks is leaning up against as he's dying is actually a Russian Ural M66, which was manufactured in the 1970s. Okay, that's close to what I have. It's I have Ural M63, which was manufactured in 1963, but... I did have that part right where it was the motorcycle that he was Mm -hmm. leaning on. So I got that part right. Yes. Uh, Harrison Young played old Ryan in Saving Private Ryan. Uh, He died in 2005, so I don't have to apologize to him. (laughs) No. No, you certainly do not. Star Trip Troopers was written in 1959 by Robert Heinlein. Uh, Rico was – what? do you remember his country of origin in the movie? Brazil, I believe. Yes, he was a Brazilian. A Brazilian what? A lot. I don't know. That, that, did, that joke didn't go the way I expected. Um, in the book, he's Filipino. Okay. But I, I did have it right that it was Robert Hyland. I did somehow pull that out of my ass. 
Okay. Uh, Missing in Action actually came out before Rambo First Blood Part Two. All it, right, but it, Uncommon Valor was the one that started it. Yeah, and that yeah, because uh, Missing in, Missing in Action was 1984. Uh, Rambo First Blood Part Two was 1985. All right, The Godfather did not come out in the 80s. <laughs> no, Godfather Part One 72, Part Two 74. Right, and the the cut of the first two Godfathers together is called The Godfather 1902 to 1959, the complete epic. All right. It is Ride of the Valkyries, not Ride okay. of the Valkyrie. All right. I sent Doug a picture of Nancy, Nancy Sinatra. Yes. So, and she was not, not wearing too, a not cowboy too, hat. Not too shabby. No, 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 not at all. Um, talking about, you mentioned Starship Troopers. The screenplay was not by Joe Esterhaus, but by Edward Neumeyer. Uh, Paul Verhoeven did direct RoboCop. Yes. Uh, the indie movies took place in 35, 36, and 38, mm-hmm. and were made in 81, 84, and 89. Yeah. Uh, Matt Dillon? You you keep going. I got, I got nothing. I, okay. I'm, all, I'm all done here. I'm all done here. Matt Dillon was not in an MCU movie. That was a Matt lie. <laughs> no. Oh, Matt Dillon. Okay. Yeah. The thing I, is, I said it with such conviction. Uh, you did. What, what? Could could you remember the name Shakespeare. of his character? Shakespeare. Yeah. Shakespeare. He's a uh, he's one of uh yeah, Stallone's little minions. But he actually was in consideration for some of the roles in the MCU right. and he's actually in consideration for some of the roles in the next phase of the MCU. Okay. Uh, Full Metal Jacket was based on a 1979 book, The Short Timers mm-hmm. by Gustav Hasford. Yes. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio um, was the Law and Order actor from Full Metal Jacket, whose name I could not come up with. Uh, Salvador, movie poster, James Wood, is holding a camera but does not have a heater in his mouth. All right. James Woods. Yes. And then the last thing before the clip start is, actually, it got brought up by Lawn Chair that we should do a uh, best of show at the end of the season. It's like, that's not going to happen because... I'm not going to go back and listen to <laughs> 25 episodes to pull shit out. But, right. going, but going forward, starting with next season, maybe I will make note of things and pull them that I can do at the end. Okay. So just something to keep in mind. But that brings us to... Who Get a pillow out. Get a pillow out. <laughs> Pack a lunch. Oh, I, I, oh, no, actually, that comes up next. But, uh, first one is you. And this is across both of the last two weeks. I don't really think there's right. much from last week, but, okay. Uh, first one is you. No reward is worth this. No reward is worth this. Oddly enough, a lot of the clips are Star Wars clips. Uh, next one is also you. That's not how the force works. That's not how the force works. Damn. I do a really good Harrison Ford. The next one is both of us. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) That was too close. (laughs) Too close. Uh, The next one is both of us. I don't want to be a pirate. I don't want to be a pirate. But I don't want to be a pirate. Once again, 
It's a toss up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is me. I'm going to kick your fucking ass. I'm going to kick your fucking ass. As you mentioned in housekeeping, that was not meat from Porky's. It was actually a guy named Ken Baldwin. Uh, he's been That's in from Fletch. That's from Fletch. No, that is from Die Hard 2. Oh, okay. But that he's been in almost nothing else. All right. Uh, the next one is mostly you, but I think I sneak in there a little bit. You don't spell, you don't it, spell you it, eat it, son. Eat it, son. Well, you don't spell it, son. You eat it. <laughs> you're missing the cackle at the end. Yeah. Yes, I am. Uh, next one is you when you're trying to prove you are not a racist. Bad dates. Bad dates. Not bad. Not bad. No. No. Next one is me. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is that is a song where the way I was doing it did not match up well to actually the original Peter Gunn theme because I'm more familiar with it from the Blues Brothers. So I actually pulled yeah. a Blues Brothers clip for it, which was much closer to. Which was on my playlist at Uncanoe Weekend. Uh, yeah. Next one is me a couple times. I know this much is true. I know. Oh, this song. Okay. Now that you're not singing it. Yeah, I get it. It's not done yet. If you had added the... Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Almost done. I'm not going to pull it twice next week. <laughs> Just left that in there. Uh, next one is also me. This is uh, off of something that Doug was thinking it was a Minions film when it actually is not. The claw. Oh, yes. The claw. Okay, the next one I need to try to do live, but it's me. Ding, ding. So, there you go. <laughs> the next one. <laughs> okay. The next one is you. And this has come up so many times on the podcast, but it's the first time it's ever appeared in this segment. It was a baby. It was a baby. It's <laughs> pretty good. Uh, next one is uh, from me, and it was actually kind of hard to find for reasons that I'll get into in what's going on. Great mother of God, he's up. Great mother of God, he's up. That's what's that from? Firefox. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, next one is, I think it's just Doug. Me so horny. Yeah. Me love you long time. Yeah. Me so horny. You keep lying. Me love you, you long time. And, uh, I do a pretty good Vietnamese horror. <laughs> And the last one is both of us. And this is this is the clip that tips the scales this week, I think. And this is uh, uh, very much the Mandela effect, where one of us has heard one thing so many times that we actually think it is something that is not even close to. Okay. You have any idea what it is? No, I'm. So this is the last clip. Yes. So you didn't pull any of the Takashi stuff. No. Why not? I. Just, it wasn't in some, my notes. That was some of my best work. Oh, <laughs> because we've done that before. Have we done it in housekeeping yes. before? Are you sure? Pretty sure. All right. Anybody need some bullets? Oh, I got ammo. Grab what you can. You guys are surrounded, Captain. We're paratroopers. We're supposed to be surrounded. Looks like you guys are going to be surrounded. We're paratroopers, Lieutenant. We're supposed to be surrounded. Just because of how badly I screwed up that last one, I'm going to... And there has been Doug. You just got beat 
by Doug. And I will take it. In my mind, it's always going to be, hey, guys, need any bullets? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> even though that's not even close to what it is. So let's move on. Hey, man, what's new now? What's fucking new now? Your week. You go first. All right. Should we, uh, should we get this one off the table first? Uh, actually, if you're going to do that, let, let, me, let me walk it in. Okay. All right. So we had our canoe weekend. Yes. I picked up a homeless guy. Um, <laughs> nothing. I mean, we talked about Vernell. Vernell. I still have trouble with her name. Uh, but the, um, on, uh, Saturday. Uh, Saturday. What did we do? We did the podcast. We, oh, we Saturday went to, we went on the river. No, Friday. We went, we did the Amish Walmart. We came back. We all went to bed pretty early. And then, uh, do you recall how I woke everybody up on Saturday morning? Uh, yeah, you're playing, I believe, taps on no, your phone. No, Reveille. Reveille. Reveille, sorry. Yes, over the speaker. Yeah. And the Marine who goes with us, he sleeps outside, and he just started laughing when he heard that. Everybody else was like, fuck you, dog. They weren't happy. It's not happy. Uh, not happy about no, it. No, no. On the river, uh, again, um, one, really only one significant thing happened uh, other than Chris getting pooped on. Yeah, that's true. I, I totally forgotten that Chris got pooped on. But I mean, yeah, it was a bird, which. Well, but we, he's in front of me and I'm like, dude, I think you got all scraped up or something. Cause that wasn't on you before. Cause you took a shirt off and, uh, lawn chair comes up and he's like, I don't, I can't tell if it's bird poop or if it's a scrape. And then Brett, friend of show Brad came up and I gave him a wipe and I'm like, here, wipe that off and see what happens. And yeah, it was bird poop and it was all down the, the, his canoe seat. So, yeah, but it was red. It looked red. Well, I mean, you know, it was probably eating some sort of berries or something like that, some red berries. Uh, and then the only other thing that really kind of happened this week is, um, well, then I dropped a homeless person off at the at the airport. But the only other thing that happened this week was I'm getting, I'm setting up our scout year, reserving the space at the schools, setting dates, um, reserving cabins for when we do our winter cabbing, camping. Um, shit like that. And our big fundraiser every year is popcorn. And the lady who ran our popcorn fundraising, well, she, her son aged out of scouts. So that person is called a popcorn colonel. Ha ha. Did you catch the play on words there? No, I don't get it. Okay. Um, you know, like Colonel Sanders, popcorn colonel, like a colonel of a popcorn mat. Do you get it now? Still, still not following you. All right. I'm not a smart man. Um, <laughs> That was that's the worst forest company you've done. It is, it is, it is. Uh, so we couldn't get a new one because this younger generation of parents tends not to step up to the plate and say, "I'll do it, I'll take this on," uh, because of everything that scouting does for my kid or kids. So my missus and I are going, okay, what are we going to do? We're not doing popcorn because we're not doing it because we already do enough and our. Solution was, okay, when everybody turns in their due check, which doesn't go to us, it goes to our council office, there will also be a, hey, a $150 activity fee, and that should cover everything. Um, and I was literally, I had typed the email out, I was just about ready to hit send, and, and my missus goes, hey, honey, come, why don't you come and have dinner? And as I'm sitting at dinner, my phone all of a sudden just blows up, and there's four moms that are saying, okay, we'll do it. Hmm. It's like, okay. 
all right. <laughs> I was kind of looking forward to not having to sell popcorn. And what always happens is 25% of the people sell 75% of the popcorn. Sure. There's always families that don't do fucking dick in, in terms of selling popcorn. And it's frustrating because there's some kids that are selling like $8,000 worth of popcorn. It's ridiculous. And we get 26% of that in commissions. That is our money. The rest goes to council. The rest goes to pay for, for product. So there's some people that will, you know, I always make a point of, hey, you got to sell a thousand pop, thousand bucks to my kids. You got to sell a thousand bucks worth of popcorn. Um, and then there are some families that just say, we're not selling popcorn. Here's a check for $150. And that's, and I'm cool with that, but I don't announce that to people and say, Hey, this is what you should do because then more people would do it. Um, and it's, you know, the whole point of selling popcorn is yes, it's money into our coffers, but it also teaches the boys going and knocking on a door, looking at somebody eye to eye and selling them something and telling them why they're selling It's a confidence builder. So enough about popcorn. You go. Sorry. That was probably boring as shit. So, uh, last, um, let, let's, let's rewind a little, take it back to, to the beginning. Okay. The very first year. Uh, go on the river. I, I go up there and I got invited as almost an afterthought. It was, and, and, and it, the, when I say as an afterthought, I don't mean because necessarily you didn't want me there. It's just you figured there's no fucking way he's going to come up here for this. And, but I went up there and I figured, okay, we're on the river. We're probably late 20s, early 30s at this point. And, Late thirties, <laughs> dude. We we're all late. We we're we we're all pushing late thirties. Okay, fine. But there is. You know, I, I figured we're out there in the river. We're drinking. There's other people out in the river. They're drinking. It it is going to be Mardi Gras on water. Mm-hmm. It is going to be just titties everywhere. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be boobs no. everywhere. No. And first year, no boobs. I'm like, I'm 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 surprised. I'm I'm shocked. I'm. I'm actually just in shock. Did not see any boobs in the second year, third year, year after year after year, no boobs ever. And finally it got to the point where it's like, okay, if I ever see boobs on the river, that's it. I'm done. I'm not coming back. And one of the things that we've talked about a lot and everybody knows I am, I'm a huge dog person. I love dogs. We're actually um, dog sitting right now. I have a second dog in in here when they're both about to start barking because jen is pulling up she's pulling home from church but we're on the river and we see somebody in a kayak ahead of us with a dog on the the bow of the kayak so i tell my not me you and scott right and i tell my canoe partner it's like hey we got to dig here because i got to get up here so i can pet this dog (laughs) so we actually put in effort to canoe up there and I, i we get up to the front so he is basically parallel with her and i'm up at the front of her boat with the dog and i'm petting the dog and i'm like oh this is great it's a dog i mean it was a pit so it wasn't the greatest thing in the world but i turn back and she's topless mm-hmm. and i'm doing a hold on, hold on. <laughs> and i'm looking at scott and he's looking at me he's like okay and i had figured if i was fortunate enough to see somebody topless on the river it was going to be a typical scotty body you know, kind of sad, mournful. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> These were fantastic. Yes. 
Yes, but let's let's describe what this person looked like. She had a cowboy hat on with yes. half of her head shaved and the rest of her hair was dreadlocks. Um, she had the big hoop-de-hoop earrings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, underneath her breasts. The angel wing was, tattoo that is yes, just gigantic. That Yes, that basically covers her entire breast line. Yeah. Um, and a bikini bottom. And yes, they were lovely breasts. They were They were very, very nice. And then I remember as we're canoeing away, I said... This is the best day of my life. What the fuck's wrong with everybody? <laughs> so, yeah, and then so you, you you know, she must have gotten way up ahead of us because then we caught up with you guys and you told us and I'm like what? Um, and then we caught up with her group and sure shit yeah, there there were some some boobies there and so then we got up ahead of them and stopped at this beach. It's a jump point. Yeah. No, it was not the jump point. Was it? It was It was the cliff where everybody said, oh, there's people up on top of that cliff. And I kept on saying, no, that's, those are the voices from people downriver that are actually bouncing off this rock. And it sounds like there's people up on top of this cliff. Okay. And that was, that was the case. But then somebody said, she's coming. And everybody put their sunglasses on. <laughs> so a couple other things uh, from, from the trip. My trip back um, – I did not get delayed. I did not get sick, so that was great. But I could not catch an earlier flight, so I did not get back till really late on Sunday, which kind of sucked a little bit. But there, there's two things that really stood out to me that I've never seen on the river before or up at the c- cabin before. Number one, for some reason, and this is all on you, Doug. Uh, all right. Whenever one particular person got mentioned, you just stared at me. <laughs> <laughs> And eventually, I'm like, "Why are you doing that?" And I don't know. I don't know because I, I guess I was just waiting for you to feel like motherfucker her or, or, or something. <laughs> well, after I found out your relationship with her, I'm a little bit more cautious about things I might say about her. But the what other my relationship with her, I I never knew that you guys were close friends. Yeah, I, for I a period, yeah, we were very close, and I and I think she liked me, and I didn't look at her that way because she had. Fucked so many of my friends. Oh yeah. Well, that's the other thing. You know, we're we're sitting there. We're talking about this person. We're talking about that person. And between the beautiful penis and ear penis, yeah, one I of them her. fucked every one of them. And yeah, I fucked her. Yeah, and some of them they both fucked. <laughs> so, right. But the other thing I noticed is, and I don't know if this is something new or it's just in my old age. I'm a little bit more wobbly on my feet. But it was a lot harder to poop this year. Um, in, in the outhouse because it was on this weird angle where you, you kind of had a hard time shifting your weight up so that you could wipe. Yeah. Wiping has always been a challenge in that outhouse. That's, it's, that's always been like that. It's like, there's not enough room behind you to get your arm around and then the floor is too high. So you can't lurch forward properly. Wiping is always hard. And I, I partner pooped with with one person. Oh, with, you did with lawn chair, yeah. Oh, okay. But at at the the last day, we are getting ready to leave. It's right before the shitter got shoveled out. Uh, Brad got done, and I went in there, and I, I couldn't even shit. It smelled so bad in there, and it was it was it was the worst smell I've ever smelled ever. <laughs> <laughs> well. I, I I think something happened to his stomach because um he got flummoxed on the river 
and I think that affected him physically because he tried telling a knock-knock joke to Ear Penis and Brad said, knock-knock, and Ear Penis said, what? And then Brad said, who's there? <laughs> <laughs> to his own knock-knock joke. It was awesome. It was so awesome. Oh, and you didn't talk about the um, the human trafficking that was going on in the river. The human trafficking on the river. So you're on the river and you, you see other people coming by. And if you're talking to him, say, hey, where are you from? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> forgot about that. So we're, we're <laughs> just going and we ask somebody that's going past us. I'm assuming they're going past because it's very unlikely that we'd be passing anybody. And we said, where are you from? And there's this woman and she kind of looks around and says, Japan. Because <laughs> <laughs> she was Japanese. And we get a little bit farther down the river. And I go to Ear Penis. I go, did you hear the uncomfortable part of that conversation? And we both just started laughing. Because my thought was, this Japanese lady just stereotyped me as a racist white person. Because only a racist white person would say to a Japanese person or somebody of Asian descent, where are you from, expecting that answer. The answer that I was thinking was expecting was oh we started Sheboygan (laughs) or we started like we started at Bridge One in Ontario. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. And then later on that day when someone came up to us and they asked where we're from, I I said Japan. (laughs) Did you really? (laughs) Yes, I did. And you know awesome. This was uh this is a special podcast. This podcast is, is very special just because of the movie we're doing. And I wanted to do something to commemorate the fact that, you know, we were doing The Empire Strikes Back and we've also met some other thresholds with listenership and total amount of episodes and blah, 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 blah. And I wanted to do something special for you to... Oh, and, and So I went out to Cameo and, you mm-hmm. know, I wanted to get something Star Wars related. And then, and then I saw the prices related to something Star Wars related. So just like some of your movies are not necessarily war movies, they're, they are war adjacent Yes. I got you a cameo that is Star Wars adjacent. All right. Hopefully this will play. Is this mic on? I wanted to. Oh, damn it. This is the Cylon Commander. I wanted to congratulate Douglas on over 120 episodes of Betamax Rewind. Not bad. No, not bad. It sounded an awful lot like you. I think it is fantastic that you finally saw titties on the river. (laughs) Here is to you and your podcasting partner going for at least another 120 episodes of Betamax Rewind by your command. There you go. (laughs) Very nice. (laughs) Yeah, that was... uh... I can do anything I want to do in that voice. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then the last thing is uh, I have what's called a NAS, um, network attached storage. Um, and you know what a hard drive is, right? I'm not getting too technical with you. Say yes, hard drive. I, know, I, know, I know what a hard drive is. So I store all my stuff on a NAS, which is basically a series of hard drives that are tied together. And the benefit of that is if one of the drives dies, you don't lose everything because they are what's called striped and you can pick up other stuff. So my NAS, one of the drives died, and that meant that like everything that I had available was no longer available. I didn't lose it, but I can't watch it or listen to it or any of that stuff. So I had to get a new one, a new a new drive to replace one of the four drives. And 
it is, it, it took 22 hours for it to rebuild itself. And that's why you'll see that movies will slowly start trickling in because I'm adding them one at a time. Oh, wow. <laughs> are, you, are you getting rid of some of the garbage? No. No? No. And the, the unfortunate part is, and this doesn't impact you because I actually checked this, is I went in and I, I added a couple movies in just to check to see if, if it would, and these are all like movies from my, my DVDs that I ripped, but I, I also added the, the virtual sets and box back. Okay. And for my login, those things came up front and center. <laughs> yeah. So, because you have to turn off a setting on the actual device you're watching it on, it won't impact you because all the things are rated. And I, I have like little filters set up. But so that is the last thing. So now it is time for. Matt and Doug are at it again. Guess that sound and you are awesome. What movie will it be from? I really want to know. Okay, this is Star Wars related, right? It is, and there's a pause, so you have to you have to let it play out to the end. Okay. So. So I thought I heard some voices there at the end. Nope, no voices. Because the the whole like ping thing sounds like uh, the um, pod race, which it's not. Nope. Okay, so first guess would be um, escaping the maw. What's the maw? From Solo? No. Uh, it's from your favorite Star Wars movie. Oh, oh, okay. Then I know exactly what it is. Um, it's got to be the uh, the Holdo maneuver. Yeah, that, that's why I didn't recognize it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so we're going to do a little something different. Uh, I got something, a little treat that I found that this was the intro to NBC's viewing of The Empire Strikes Back. And it's very – hold on. And it's awesome because, I mean, they actually used – it was such a big deal for this movie to be on TV that James Earl Jones actually lent his voice. So it's about a minute long, but it's kind of cool. And we're going to go right from that right to the the movie bed, which – buckle up. It's a little long. Television premieres 
through this intergalactic broadcast, your planet and thousands like it are witnessing the glorious victory of the Galactic Empire. Tonight, we will finally crush Luke Skywalker and his Rebel Alliance. This time, there will be no escape from the dark side of the Force when the Empire strikes back. Turn it up, man. By the way, this was all done in the very first take. Okay, I'm trying not to talk over your bed. Okay. We have a while until there's lyrics. Okay. still another verse oh i thought you were gonna talk about no because there's a really long guitar solo or maybe even two i'm got frozen in carbonite luke and vader had an epic fight all under the watchful eye of lando calrissian Luke lost his hand, that was his fate. How will he ever masturbate? We'll have to learn to go left, and that's okay. Whoa, oh, oh, the Empire strikes back. Whoa, oh, 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 the Empire strikes back. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't figured it out yet, we are doing 1980's The Empire Strikes Back, released June 20th. Grossing $292 million on an $18 million budget, and that's going $10 million over budget. Had a Rotten Tomato critic score of 94%, and an audience Rotten Tomato score of 97%. Directed by Irvin Kirshner, best known for Never Say Never Again and Robocop 2, both movies I saw in the theater. Empire Strikes Back. Ooh, yeah. Oh, 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 the Empire Strikes Back. Whoa, oh, 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 the Empire Strikes Back. Ooh, yeah. Oh, 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 the Empire Strikes Back. Whoa, oh, oh,
partially written by Lee Brackett before she died and finished by Lawrence Kasdan based on the story by George Lucas starring Harrison Ford best known for regarding Henry the Cisco kid Mark Hamill best known for Corvette summer the night let the lights went out in Georgia Carrie Fisher best known for fucking guys for blow at cons Drop Dead Fred, <laughs> Billy D. Williams, best known for Colt 45, Lady Sings the Blues, James Earl Jones, who is not credited, again, best known for Feel the Dreams, Soul Man. Before we get to Welcome Back, because we, we have some more guitar solo going on here. Have you ever seen this movie? I've seen this. This is the one I've seen. This is probably the movie I've seen in the theater the most of any film ever. All right, that's I've pretty cool. I've seen it in three, at least three different decades. Um, okay. And I, I saw it most recently. I saw it in the theater uh, two years Hold ago. Hold on. Power of the dark side. Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No, 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 no. I am your father. Oh, no, that's not true. That's impossible. Search your feelings. You know it to be true. No, 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 do you remember the first time you saw this film? Sure. I, I saw it. I, I'm sure I didn't see it opening day because I couldn't get in, but I saw it opening weekend. Okay. I, I think it was weeks before I saw this movie um, because I remember hearing kids talking about it on the bus, about Han Solo getting frozen, about the – I specifically remember a kid talking about the Millennium Falcon going through – rocks that were closing, which obviously was not the case, but you know, those are the two tidbits that I remember hearing. I, there was no other spoilers, um, regarding Luke and his father or Darth. Um, but I remember we lived across the street on highway 83 from a dump. Do you remember that? I don't remember there being a dump there, but where Walmart is and home Depot, that was a landfill. Oh, back beyond McAdams. Yes. Okay. And we had a Great Dane Golden Lab, Yellow Lab mix, Sarah. And she would take off and she would always go to the dump. It's a and, hall. Yeah. Uh, well, she was a big dog, man. That dog was so tall that she would, when she, she would sit, she would rest her head on the kitchen table and beg. I mean, she was a cool looking dog. But I remember we were supposed to go see The Empire Strikes Back and we couldn't find the dog and it was hours and hours until finally somebody from the dump called us because she had been there so many times and so we had to bring her home and wash her. So then we like rushed to a movie theater on highway 100. Okay. And 
the film, the, the, what we were going to see was sold out. So we had to wait in line for like two hours until the next showing. That's not bad. I mean, it was way worse for Jedi. Yeah. Um, but I just remember, you know, just completely blown away. So, I mean, there's a shit ton of clips in this podcast. I would say, including the ones that you've got, 75% of the clips that we've pulled for this movie give me chills when I hear them. Yeah, there, there's a lot that it is, you know, I, I have, I do, I do my stuff and I send you the list of movie specific clips that I, I pull. I don't give you the list of clips that I have that are right. not from the movie itself. Mm-hmm. And then you have to send me all of your clips. And th- there was even some carryover in the ones that you sent, even though. Yes. But there's a lot of times where I, I wrote in my notes, you know, oh, this dialogue is fucking great or whatever. And, but I didn't pull that clip for one reason or another. And then it's also, uh, as you're listening to it, as you're watching it, you're, you're pulling, you're, you're, you say, okay, I want to start the clip here. And well, do I want to stop it here? And it's like, oh my I mean, God, this clip is getting longer and longer. But it's like, I don't want to cut this part and I don't want to have a clip, a five second gap and then another clip. Right. Right. Because we've probably easily probably have 30 minutes of clips from the movie itself. Uh, I, I know the total amount of time for all clips from this film. I don't, okay. I, it's 43. All right. But uh, the other thing is, you know, I, of you, you talked about in the theater, just of total times I've seen this film, it is, it's probably in my top five. It's not, it's not number one. I know that because actually the one that's number one, I actually did watch in the last week, but it it is definitely up there and watching it this time there are three individual things i caught i had never noticed before okay and one of them is actually super super cool um and the other two are kind of they're not mistakes well one of them is a mistake one of them is just kind of somebody did not know they were in the shot when it was happening oh all right <laughs> and you'll have to go back and and look at it because you would never catch it unless you were specifically looking for it. It just, I happened, wait, wait, was that what I thought it was? And I'll, I'll point those out, which I'll probably forget, but I'll point those out as we go through the film. All right. Yeah. I mean, this is empire is number two all time for me. And it's, it's very, very, it's a tight race between two and one. I mean, I watched this. I could probably go back tonight and watch it again and get just as, as much enjoyment. There's nothing. There's one Part of this movie that pisses me off that I feel like it slows it down, um, and that's the cave scene. Okay. I think it, that the scene is completely pointless. Everything else in this movie, there's no wasted energy. It's all – everything is is needed. Well, I watched this movie twice. Um, I watched it once at the cabin. And then I watched it when I got home to take notes. Mm-hmm. And just for anybody that cares, we are right. going off of the the Disney version of it, not the original version. Yeah. And there are some things that, well, I point out special edition scenes here, uh, you know, because there are things that definitely stick out. And I think that th- it's weird because the, the special edition, when it came out, it was to fix issues or enhance it. But now those those individual changes, most of them actually stick out like a sore thumb because those effects were not 
quite there yet. I mean, if they did it again now, that it would probably be pretty seamless. Mm-hmm. But there are some things where it's just like it stands out. Not as bad as as in Star Wars okay. with, with the Jabba uh, sequence and stuff like that. But oh yeah, yeah. All right. So you ready for welcome back? Welcome back. You've been on this show before. Welcome back. How many times does this make it? I have 13 plus 2. Okay, I've got 15. And it does not that 15 does not include James Earl Jones. Okay, so that means I'm probably missing some. So I have uh, Mark <clears throat> Hamill. Uh, his fourth mm-hmm. time, Star Wars, The Big Red One, The Phantom Menace, and Revenge of the Sith. Um, mm-hmm. Harrison Ford, his second, Star Wars. Carrie Fisher, her second, mm-hmm. Star Wars. Billy D. Williams, his third. Nighthawks mm-hmm. and Batman. Mm-hmm. Anthony Daniels, his seventh. Star Wars, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, Rogue One, and Solo. Um, David Prowse, his second, Star Wars. Uh, Peter Mayhew, his third, Star Wars, Revenge of the Sith. Kenny Baker, his seventh, uh, Star Wars, Time Bandits, Flash Gordon, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith. Frank Oz, his fourth, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. Alec Guinness, his second, Star Wars. Uh, Jeremy Bullock, his second, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, Jack- no, you're missing, you're missing for your eyes only. Oh, okay. Uh, Jack Purvis. Uh, his third Star Wars Time Bandits uh, Julian Glover uh, his second for your eyes only mm-hmm. uh, then I as my additional ones I have James Earl Jones his fifth Star Wars Conan Revenge of the Sith and Rogue One and then Ian McDermott uh, his fourth Phantom Menace Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith so who am I missing who is Lobot okay he was in for your eyes only Superman 2 and Flash Gordon. Okay. And that's it? Oh, did you get David Prowse? Yes, I did. Did you get David Prowse? Yeah. He, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, that's... that's. Well, that's him 15. from Star Wars. Was he in something else? Yeah. No. No. Okay. No. We saw your boobs. We saw your boobs. In the movie that we saw, we saw your boobs. Unless yeah. you happen to attend a convention in the 80s and had some cocaine then, right then yes then you, you, then, you, then you saw some boobs yes right so all right so movie starts we get our 20th century fan 20th century fox fanfare a long time ago we get the crawl which the crawl just looks so crisp on the disney platform yes it, it does and there you know obviously in retrospect when you know what happens in a film when you watch it a second time, you can look for certain clues or certain things. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's, there's certain things in this film, especially in this version of it versus the original version that point to spoiling the big reveal because in, in the crawl, it says that Vader is obsessed with finding Luke Skywalker. Why, why would he be obsessed with finding Luke Skywalker? Um, kind of a hint, well, no, I, I always took that as he knew that, that it was Luke Skywalker that blew up the original Death Star. Sorry. 
And did you hear my cough? I did not hear your cough. Okay, good. Because I, I muted myself, but it still showed up as like a sound. So never mind. Oh. Uh, and he even says the force is strong with this one. So he knew that Luke Skywalker has the force. And he's he also has to know, well, I mean, the last name, duh. Well, it's never, like Smith. Why, why, no, Skywalker's not like Smith. Well, Antilles is. You think so? No. Did the, we ever did we ever verify if Captain Antilles and Wedge there's were There's no relation. There's no relation. Yep. All right. Okay. But, but uh, the, the other thing from the crawl that I thought was a little bit weird is they talk about the the rebels that are led by Luke Skywalker. Yes. Yeah. They're not led by Luke Skywalker. No. I mean, he, up until the Death Star, well, Death Star was like really his first introduction, but he was just a, a, a pilot that they weren't even sure if they could handle the craft. Yeah. Yeah. But it'd be yeah, Leia and, and, you know, old guy, gen, assuming old guy. Gen, General, General Riken. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. Luke Skywalker is still just a guy that's got a little bit of credibility because he was lucky. Is is Riken the the Purina dog chow guy? Yes, I believe so. Okay, okay. But as as in the first one, we have a star destroyer, mm-hmm. and we get a sound of the week mm-hmm. immediately. I think Empire. We've had three sounds of the week from this film. The very first one. The very first one. The very first sound of the week was from Empire. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, the probes and I don't know what other one. I thought you did a uh, ATAT sound and you criticized me because I, I got it wrong, which movie it was from. Mm, yeah, I think maybe you're right. Okay. But anyway, All right. please continue. Okay. But yeah, uh, the probes being shot out of the belly of the Star Destroyer. Uh, we follow one, lands in a snow planet, a gigantic impact, which obviously it was a practical effect of, I don't know, just some explosives in the side of the mountain, or did they drop a big rock from a helicopter? Uh, I would say it was probably just explosive. They probably added the the coming down part. It was probably just yes. explosives. Yeah. And then from the crater of that explosion, we see fucking probe droid, which is like my favorite robot from star wars i had that toy as a kid and, and it was kind of shitty it 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 didn't stay like the legs just kind of flopped but it wasn't a, it, it, the the probe droid came with a set yes it did and it, it came with a set and it sat on a stand and you pushed a button and that made it kind of fly off of the little stand that it was on right and i think the other thing that was part of that set was it had the turret and then w- did that also have the cardboard background i don't know if it had the car it had the the plastic base Yes. And it had the thing that the probot sat on, and then it had the turret where you could sit the guy in top mm-hmm. of it. And I don't remember if it opened up or not. I don't remember if it had a cardboard back backdrop or not. But these, oh, okay. you know, this was kind of the the height of my childhood Star Wars toy thing. Because by the oh, time yeah. Jedi came out, I was getting a little bit too old yes. to be in by it. The time, by the time Jedi came out, I was into G.I. Joe figures. So... Yeah, I was all. I don't about, think that's any better. It's way better. They're more <laughs> realistic, Matt, and they're based on a comic book, and they have real guns, Matt. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. I mean, it's. I always wanted the Imperial Walker, and and I wanted Slave One, and I wanted the Millennium Falcon, and I got a Snowspeeder, which was still pretty cool because it had sound effects. Yep. 
and it and it had the the tow cable mm-hmm. uh, that ca- that came from the back. And I I cherished that snow speeder. But I grew up with two other guys who got all the big shit because they were basically only children, so they got the big toys. Sure. And I just you know yes, there was some jealousy there, but I still got to play with them. Um, yeah, I I had I had the the Falcon. And I had right. snow speeders. I had X wing. I never had it. I never had a Tie Fighter. Mm-hmm. I had a couple Twin Pod Cloud cars, um, but I do have at least one, if not a couple, walkers. Um, I have a couple Slave ones, but I got all these as an adult. <laughs> yeah, see, I got the Slave one, the original Slave one that my brother in law was going to throw out, and it, it had Boba Fett in there and the. Car, Han Solo Carbonite thing, and it's I'm like, really, you're throwing this out? I would say of all the Star Wars stuff that I have, I have more Boba Fett shit than anything else. Um, just from my kids, I probably either have more clones or battle droids because right. I bought just a shit ton of just those things for them, mm-hmm. so they could do like armies. Okay, all right. But then we see uh, a claymation, stop motion, Tauntaun. Have you watched the ILM series on Disney? I have an episode and a lot, episode and a half left of it. Okay. So you've seen all of this stuff that we're talking about. Yeah, I've seen all the stuff through Star Wars. Uh, it, right. I, I think I'm halfway through where they do the big digital divide uh, thing. Yes. Yeah, where it's like, wow, this is happening way faster than we expected it to. And the, the the interesting thing is, and actually we, we can save it to when we talk about that in what are you watching, but the uh, just remember to to bring up the interesting part about it. But the the tauntaun, it's the first time we've seen a, a tauntaun, and I, I remember we were we were riding the bus home from elementary school, and we it was around Christmas time, so this would have been fall or late late fall, early winter of nineteen eighty. Mm-hmm. And we we're talking about, oh, what do you want for Christmas? And I said I wanted a Tauntaun. And uh, Bob, not Bob Jansen, the other Bob from my neighborhood, would not stop giving me shit about it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where maybe I realized it's like, okay, uh, yeah. And, and that's one of the things I you you I realized, hey, I can like this stuff, but I have to be ashamed of it and hide it. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, it's not dis- like tranny porn. <laughs> you know, it, there, whatever trips your trigger. And, but it was a thing where I got to a certain point where I just didn't give a fuck anymore, which was nice yeah. because I have, you know, you talk about lawn chair. He, he has a, an amazing star Wars collection. He's got very, very envious of some of the stuff he has, mm-hmm. but you know, that's, that, that's a hard sell. Maybe when, you know, you're bringing the ladies home. Yes. Once you already have the ladies in house, what are they going to do? Uh, Your Honor, I want to divorce him because he spent a thousand dollars on a solo and carbonite. Right. And just hope right. that the judge is a Star Wars fan. Yeah, but it's and up until today, I never knew where the Tauntaun was from, and it's indigenous to Hoth. Okay, how do you know that? Because I looked it up. I'm just like I'm go- looking through my notes, and I'm like. I wrote in here, Tauntaun, where is it from? And so finally today, I was just kind of going over my notes. I'm like, I should probably look that up. And yeah, it's they're indigenous to Hoth. They eat this Snow. like 
<laughs> no, they eat like this green algae stuff that's underneath the snow. And they have the big webbed feet that make them go through the snow. And when it gets really, really cold, they can go into like a hibernation process where it slows everything down so they don't freeze. Okay. But uh, yeah, they live in caves. Okay. And we'll get a little bit into uh, cave etiquette. In, all right. In a couple minutes, but please continue. Uh, right. Okay. Let's see where I'm at. But the, um, we get the, the, just the, let me just get you there. The, the Tauntaun effects were amazing for the time. But yeah. Honestly, anything that stop motion does stand out as something that, and I know it'd be blasphemy to do, but that could be redone in a computer in like an hour and it would look yeah. better. In watching that, the ILM series, originally they were going to do Jurassic Park in stop motion. Right. That would have been horrible. And well, the one thing that they had figured out the, the, to blur frames between, because Mm -hmm. that's one of the things that makes stop motion really look fake is because each frame is a picture. And if you are actually doing film, there is things that are blurred from frame to frame because they're in motion as they're being captured. And that's the thing that stop motion doesn't have is that blur, but it adds motion. They can add motion, motion blur, but yeah, it would have been terrible. Yeah. So we hear the, th- the hero theme and uh, it's Luke Skywalker and he calls to his buddy Han. Echo three to Echo seven. Han, old buddy, you read me? Uh, Luke, I thought we talked about this. I changed my code name. Oh, right. Sorry. Uh, Echo three to Carlos Spicy Wiener. Carlos Spicy Wiener. Here, go ahead. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yes. Oh, did you know that I had that? I figured, I had mentioned to you, I said, I didn't pull that one. You're like, I'll get it. Oh, there's more than one of those. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have several. Uh, but Han is going back to base because they can't find enough life on this ice cube to power a starship. But fill, Luke fill a space has, cruiser. There you go. Um, tomato, tomato. But Luke is going to check out a meteorite that fell near it, him. Is is that? Okay. I, this is a question I have. The very first thing, the the probe droid from the Star Destroyer comes down. We see it crash. We see the probot emerge. Mm-hmm. The next scene, we see a... Another thing is that the same thing? No, I think it's different. I it's, think it's different. Just a different. I think it's just a different. I think this planet is just bombarded with meteorites that because they do say you know with all the meteorite activity in the system, it'll be hard to detect approaching ships. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure right. if that was just you're supposed to assume that they're the same or not. No, I think it's I think it's a different one. But uh, what does he get taken out by? The Wampa. The Wampa. And I, originally, I thought that this scene was written in. To get him his face all scarred up because he was in a car accident after A New Hope. That is and the they, urban legend, yeah. And, but it's not true. And the, according to the IMDb notes, it is not true. Um, but now we are at Echo Base uh, after we see Luke getting taken out and his Tauntaun get taken out and he's dragged off. Um, and there's just so much going on in this base. There's just so much attention to detail with the X-Wings and the speeders and the different droids and the different, you know, oh, Jesus is coming. Better look busy. <laughs> what? What? Have you ever seen that? Like, Jesus is coming. Oh, no. Look busy. I, I was it's, thinking it's, of I think it's, the... I think um, it's like a t-shirt or a meme or something. Doing Empire stuff. Lots and lots of Empire stuff. Oh, lots of Empire stuff. Yep. Using the stapler. Yes. Yeah. But no, there's just, there's just a ton going on. 
and Chewbacca is welding and he's freaking pissed. Yeah, and because oh, come, hold on a second, I'll be right back. Yeah, I think Chewie just wants to get off this rock, and they just can't figure out what's wrong with the Falcon. They just can't get her fixed. Um, but Han goes to the command center. Have you ever seen a cutaway of Echo Base? No, I have a book called um, Complete Locations, and it's got an artist's rendering of Echo Base, like a, a cutout. Okay. It's fucking, it's gigantic. It's huge. And it just, I mean, there's just so much details about this is here. This is, it has like, this is the morgue. This is the, where the, the conference room. And this is, the, this is the ion cannon. This is how the ion cannon works. And this is where they keep the tonta. I mean, it's gigantic. Um, but Leah sees them and, uh, well, you, you go ahead. What, what's your take on Leah in this movie? All right. So, I'm I'm watching this film, and as I said earlier, there are things that I noticed I had not noticed before in the dozens, if not hundreds of times I've seen this film. And I know that Carrie Fisher is, as, an, as a person, is revered. Uh, as an actress, she's revered. She shouldn't be. Not a great yeah. actress, but she, she could have been a great person. I don't know. I never met her. But uh, Princess Leia is looked up as this great character and this you know powerful woman someone that is to be emulated somebody that was uh, uh you know very very groundbreaking with how they are and their position and their power and how they wield it as i'm watching this film there's one word that comes up in my notes over and over and over again <laughs> is it the c word it is the c word it's very yeah. much the c word yes yeah well, I mean, if you, okay, so there's a deleted scene that we'll listen to in a little bit, um, but I, I, I think you have to think that, um, where was I going with this? Her whole planet and every most of the people that she knew were vaporized in an instant, and you, then she get you know I know you feel m- bad for that guy that you knew for 20 minutes that died and yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't worry about me whose whole entire plant and I'm completely murdering the thing but yeah okay yeah I get yeah. it she gets this new family of Luke and Chewie and Han and Han says that he's bailing and then in this deleted scene actually I don't even know if I pulled the deleted scene no way. I have three deleted scenes from you yeah okay well, but, I, the, but, but there's part of the scene where I didn't pull it that where Luke says he's going to Dagobah and she's she kind of flips out like, you're leaving too? And Han's leaving? Everybody's leaving me. I mean, she kind of freaks out in this scene, which I don't think I have the clip for that. But it was it was like, oh, okay, well that makes sense. Yeah, she's lost everybody, and now she's losing everybody again. So yeah, that that can make her a little cunty. Okay. But, um, Han goes to the general and kind of lays it out on the table as to why he's got a bail. Two ships. General, I gotta leave. I can't stay anymore. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, there's a price on my head. If I don't pay off Jabba the Hutt, I'm a dead man. A death march is not an easy thing to live with. You're a good fighter, Solo. I hate to lose you. And he, you know, he kind of pokes the bear a little bit here mm-hmm. because his goodbye to her is very, very short. Mm-hmm. But she's kind of cunny to him. Yeah. Well, she, he walks out, he's like, no, don't get all mushy on me. And then she follows him. And I don't know if you pulled this clip or not, 
of their argument in the in the ice hallway? No. Okay. Or they're going back and forth and and basically he talks about you know, well the bounty hunter at Ord Mandel Mandel uh changed my mind and there was a 1983 NPR radio show that was put on with all the actors. I have those, yeah. I have those. Rebel Mission to Ord Mandel. But the, the conversation ends where, you know, you could use a good kiss and she says, I'd rather kiss a Wookiee. And he says, I can arrange that. And immediately he comes walking back to her in this deleted scene, the first deleted scene. Being a princess, you haven't learned how to be a woman. I could have helped you. But it's too late. Your big opportunity's flying out of here, sweetheart, right now. I think I can survive. Good luck. You don't care about all those people depending on you for... Spare me, please. Don't tell me about the rebellion again. Don't you think about anything else. I'm sorry, but you're as cold as this planet. And you think you're the one to apply some heat? I could, but I'm not really interested anymore. We'll meet again. Maybe by then you'll have warmed up a little. You have all the breeding of a vampire and just about as much charm. Enjoy your trip, hot chop. There are reasons why some of this stuff was cut. Yeah, yeah, but but, um, but in the in so the they, scene they never here, banged. They never banged prior to this movie. You're, you're talking about the characters. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because in in real life, yeah, he was taking her. Okay, but in this in the Star Wars universe, Han never fucked Leia. Not as yet. Okay. Luke is a different question, which is a little bit yeah. more troubling. <laughs> yeah. No, but. There's another deleted scene, which I think will answer that. Okay. And then the third, but then the third deleted scene really answers that question. Okay. Um, but now we see the droids, mm-hmm. R2 and C3PO. And this is the, this movie really re- shows the best version of C3PO. He's, he's a great character in this film. Okay. I what? mean, just bitchy and whiny and getting into trouble and unliked. I, he's, I I love three PO in this movie. Okay, that that's that's fair. And there's later when we get into Bespin, there's some interesting, and I don't know if you call it retcons or not. Probably there's some interesting stuff that because of three PO's later backstory, that makes some of the stuff that happens interesting. Where it's either very lucky that it happened this way. Yes, I know or, what you're talking about. And there's a comic that's actually tied to that um, as well. But um, R2 apparently has flooded the princess's room and something about the room was freezing, blah, 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 blah. But Han is now bitching at Chewie. So Chewie was pissed at Han before, but now Han is bitching at Chewie. It's like they can't leave because Chewie took something apart. No, 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 no. Come on. We're trying to get off of this rock. Something like that. And... C-3PO comes up to him and is, hey, you know, you turned your transmitter off. And he's, I don't want to talk to her because the princess is trying to get a hold of him. And and then 3PO tells him that nobody can find Luke. Deck officer. Deck officer. Yeah. 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 Maybe you came in through the south entrance. Why don't you find out? But then instead of waiting for the deck officer to find out, he just kind of gets into like a stoned trance and just kind of wanders towards the Tauntauns with just kind of mumbling to himself like an old man looking for soup. <laughs> so kind of what uh, Harrison Ford would do today. Right, right. Um, 
And he goes, he grabs himself a Tauntaun. And, and is this where we see Cliff Clavin? We see him later on. I know we, that. We, we see we see him. It's uh, we see him here, and we see him later. But he's in here too. But he's actually um, he asks about the speeders, and I have a question about this. About well, the speeders aren't ready, but they're they're ready tomorrow. Um, yeah. But so then we'll go out on Tauntauns, and this happens. Sir, the temperature's dropping too rapidly. That's right, my friend's out in it. I'm cover section 12. Your Tauntaun will freeze before you reach the first marker. Then I'll see you in hell. And that, that line just didn't, it didn't fit right. The see you in hell? No, the, your Tauntaun will freeze before you reach the first marker. It's just, it seems out of place. Well, in, when the Phantom Menace came out, and there was like a huge backlash against the Phantom Menace by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And, and part of it was uh, tied around the dialogue is shitty. Uh, the dialogue is very consistent throughout all of the six Lucas grouped Star Wars films. Mm-hmm. Uh, for better or worse, it is, is fairly consistent. But one of the lines that stood out in the Phantom Menace that people had problem with is... Uh, uh, not Captain, not the guy with the eye patch. The other guy, the chief of oh. security. I can't remember his name. He says something about sitting ducks, and yeah. and people took you know umbrage with the fact that you know ducks. But this thing, hell, is there a hell in the Star Wars universe? Well, Uncle Owen says you know he better have those droids out by the witchamajigger or there'll be hell to pay. No, hell is a guy. That's what, what Uncle Owen was talking about. <laughs> No, it's not. He works for uh, Shakespeare. <laughs> Shakespeare, yes. Hell works for Shakespeare. <laughs> yes. But now we uh, see Luke, and where's Luke? He's hanging upside down in a cave with his feet frozen. How did his feet get frozen up there? Do do the wampas have, like, fiery breath? No, I think that's wampa jizz. Wampa jizz? <laughs> well, <laughs> the, the, the wampas just like... <sighs> to keep them there somehow but his he would lose those feet if, if, <laughs> if they were encased in ice like that right and th- there's a skeleton there and i don't know if that is supposed to be his tauntaun or another tauntaun that the it's the, another tauntaun because we see in the special edition that the wampus wampa chewing down yeah chewing down on a, on a, on a tauntaun. chowing down that's my bad <laughs> chowing down on a tauntaun leg right but yeah, yeah, the Wampas eating, which is, this is a, that's a special edition thing. And I never understood that they said that there were limitations with what they could do with the Wampa before the special edition. I don't understand that. It's just a big guy in a fucking suit. Have you seen the scenes of uh, Peter Mayhew trying to walk in a Wampa suit? Yeah, but they could it's just ridiculous. do it close-ups or, you know, they, they, could have, they could have done it different ways. Yes. But yeah, yeah Luke can't, is, his lightsaber has fallen off into the snow away from him. And Mm -hmm. this was something new because there was no indication of this force power of being able Mm. to move shit. Right. You never, yeah, you never knew. Yeah. It was just being, you thought of the force when you saw a new hope as one with everything around you and being able to control things differently, but not like move rocks and shit like that. Yeah, and my question is, how would he even be able to think about? I mean, I would have thought he would try to you know stretch out and try to like you know you know see if he can dislocate his shoulder to get to it or something. But I don't understand where he would get the idea to you know stretch out his feelings to actually get it. 
But of course, yeah. if, if it was Ray, she would just be able to do it. Right. Without thinking about it. Right. Just yes. natural. Right. Well, he does say later on, he does say to Yoda, I've learned so much already. So I don't know how that is. I mean, is you know, he doesn't have a textbook. It's Wikipedia. <laughs> Force for dummies. <laughs> right. Right. But he does get his lightsaber. He, you know, doesn't daintily get his feet out. He just makes a quick slice and he's lucky he didn't just chop him off. <laughs> right. Chop off his, all of his toes, like the, the first digits of all of his toes. And a Wampa comes and he slices off the arm of one. Um, he deaf leopards the Wampa. That's what I say. There are two Wampas. Oh, there's male two? And a female. Yeah, okay. Well, that's, that's what it says in the, in the, the IMDB notes that it's, there's a male and a female and he slices off the arm of one. Um, and who's the Wampa in the family guy? Version, Cookie Monster. Yes, <laughs> he wanted to take Luke to the, the ball. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, uh, but now we're we're we got Han. He's out looking on his tauntaun. It's what? what the no, storm. Luke runs out of the cave, and this is important. Well, yes. Run, Luke. Okay, Luke runs out of the cave and just kind of falls down in the snow. Why wouldn't he have just stayed in the cave, killed the Wampa, and eaten it? <laughs> That's a great point. That would I, that would have been safer than run in. I guess if there's multiple wampas in this cave, that makes a little bit more sense. I mean, if what if there's wampa babies and now Luke is forced to kill the wampa babies? That's, well, that's it's not, it runs that, in his that, family. That's not a Jedi. It runs in his do. family, though. Murdering uh, young things uh, <laughs> runs suppose. in his family history. Right, right. Learn it from out. you, Dad. <laughs> now can we get to Han looking? Yes. We're wearing towels, Matt. You got, we got to <laughs> keep this thing moving along. We're only a buck and a half in. Uh, yeah. Han is searching on his tauntaun. The storm is picking up. R2 is in the, the south entrance or somewhere with, with 3PO. Um, is, at, is this he, the first time we see the, 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 the extension the little, things, little, the different things that he can like go out of his Yes. Because he's done the arm thing before, like plug it into the socket at the Death Star. Right. Right. No, but they're at the they're at the exit door where all the the rebels go to have burn a heater. <laughs> it's the heater exit, yeah. Yes. And his little radar is going back and forth. Yeah, there's so much shit, so much new Star Wars shit in this movie that we didn't see and we weren't expecting and we didn't ask for, but it was just like, wow, fucking awesome, man. I mean, all kinds of new Star Wars shit in this movie, right? Yeah, it, it is, and it comes up several times in my notes. It's like, a cattle, it's a cattle car of Star Wars stuff. <laughs> there you go, there you go. But uh, then we go back to Luke, and Luke just falls into the snow. Yes, just like me trying to find a buddy's house on the way home from Water Street in winter. Have I ever told my Water Street bar story? Uh, or, not uh, Water Street. I, what, what was was uh, um, where were the bars at UWM's campus? It wasn't Water Street. It was the other one. Man, I don't know. So Brady Street? Yeah, Brady Street. It was Brady. Okay. I was hanging out with uh, a bunch of my friends, and we got separated probably because I was trying to chase some tail or something. And I'm hammered, and I got to walk back to my buddy's place, which is out by where Bob Jansen lived his uh, sophomore year, which I don't know if that helps you at all. It does not. But it, it was a mile, a mile and a half. It, it, it was a haul. And it was it was cold out. It was snowing. And I was barely able to stand and I'm, I'm walking and I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to lay down in the snow for a while. 
Jeez. And somebody actually said, dude, you're going to die. And somebody got me up and I ended up making it home. But I would have just laid there and died. Okay. Because <laughs> I just didn't care. I was so drunk. I just I just wanted to curl off in the snow. Jesus. Yeah. So that's, that's, so, that's why I'm here today. <laughs> that's why you're here today. Yes. Han is still searching, but then we get back to Echo Base. And this is one of those scenes that gives me the chills. I don't know why. There's just a lot of emotion that, unfortunately, you can't see the eyes uh, of the characters in this clip. But I think you can gather that it's an emotional soundbite. Yep. Yes. There's nothing more we can do tonight. The shield doors must be closed. Close the doors. Yes, sir. Arto says the chances of survival are 725 to 1. Who has been known to make mistakes from time to time. I would have bet cash money that in addition to Chewie's howl, that there was an R2 thing there as well. And there's not. All right. So th- that that surprised me because it, it's, it's one of those things in my head, it's been there. And you did miss a clip, by the way, which is fine. Um, I did? Yeah. Uh, I think so. It said it was supposed to be after the first clip. It's Leia being a cunt. Um, no, 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 no. It's that's that's after the second deleted scene. Oh, you're right. No, after yes. Okay, I'm sorry. After the first deleted scene, yeah. This basically, she's a cunt, and, and this is what Leia needs. This B needs a C in her A. Oh my god. This babe needs a coconut in her arms. Oh, I thought you were saying this needs a. Oh my god. Yeah, that was my reaction. All right, I'll go get us a couple of coconuts. <laughs> What is that from? It's from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, All the right. best sitcom on TV. It's Unfortunately, I think it's on Hulu now, mm-hmm. so I can't watch it, but it's it's such a funny show. So, But the, the door is closing. I, I always thought that was a great moment. And mm-hmm. then we go back to Luke, and he's laying in the, the snow as, uh, I call him the peanut gallery, <laughs> but Obi-Wan shows up. And this was new as well, because in Star Wars, in the original we had him kind of talking as Luke was going down the trench. Yeah. But for him to appear visually, this is a new thing as well. As a force ghost. Right. Uh, and at this time, I'm, I'm sure they we did. I'm sure we saw Yoda in TV promos. I would guess probably not because this was before Gremlins. And I remember for Gremlins, they they did everything they possibly could to avoid showing that at all there was there was a lot of stuff that was not out there i mean i went in as a pretty blank slate but of course in in 80 i would only been eight years old so i and and there was no internet and so it was only been what i would have caught on you know tv or in newsweek or whatever Mm -hmm. sure but uh, you must go to dagobah and learn from the jedi master that taught me is is the information that Obi-Wan gives here wrong or is it just kind of, well, you have to accept it based on when it was and we didn't know this other stuff yet? Yeah, I think so. And I and I think they – yeah, Yoda instructed Ben because – Because he did I all mean, the younglings? Well, I yeah. mean he instructed all the younglings. Yeah, he instructed – he did all the 
Yes, he pegged them with his cane. <laughs> Skimmer and his, stick. And his and his perp orange snake that came with the action, action figure that that hung around the the neck. It's orange. That's what I said. It's an orange snake. I thought you said purple. Sorry. No. No. It's an orange snake. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, because Qui Gon. Yeah. I mean, Obi Wan was Qui Gon's Padawan, but yeah, Yoda trained all the younglings. Okay. But so Han, Han comes through. Yeah. On his tauntaun, and I remember as a kid thinking to myself, "How did Han not see Obi Wan?" But you know, that's not how the Force works. Not pulling it again. <laughs> no. No. Um, Han gets down, his tauntaun is like, <laughs> it dies, and he pauses for a second. It's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, he's fuck. fucked. <laughs> this is not good. But if he has the shelter kit, I guess it's not that big of a deal. And the thing is, I think they carried with them like something that if you just like dug a little hole in the snow and then put this thing in there, it like created a cavern, like melted, like... I mean, that's how they built Echo Base was with these tools that just carved out these vast caverns. Or, or you look at the the meals, how the meals worked in the Force Awakens. Yeah, where it just it's this little thing and then it expands, and you get a biscuit. Yeah, and right. you know Luke is muttering as. And by the way, the whole Han Han thing it's said both ways in this film. Mm-hmm. So I feel a little bit yeah. vindicated there, and Luke is muttering. <laughs> It, because, well, first Han is like checking him for life signs, and then he says, "Give me a sign." And then he's muttering as Han becomes the the first Jedi to, or first non Jedi, first non Force user to date to use a lightsaber, and he opens up the Tauntaun. And then you have a clip here, and I have a clip here. I don't know if you want to do yours first. Uh, let's do yours first. All right. Said uh, for for some reason, uh, Han talks about my prom date's vagina. Sir, the temperature's dropping too rapidly. Oh, fuck, that's the wrong one. It's this one. <laughs> uh. I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Oh. Okay, now you. <laughs> but, but now there's 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 an extended version of that clip. <sighs> I thought they smelled bad. <sighs> on the outside. So, so when we do Jedi, or you can do the whole bump, bump, bump. <laughs> <laughs> we've already done that clip. I know. I do. I know we've already done that clip for something else. But no, have you ever seen the MythBusters um, episode of this where they created a tauntaun and heated it up and then stuffed a dummy in there with all kinds of sensors and then stuck that in the freezer? No. Yeah, and it, it it's. Myth was not busted. Luke would have survived all night in the Tauntaun. But obviously, Han builds the shelter and then probably pulls Luke out and nurses him to life. Yeah, but don't you think Han builds a shelter and he takes Luke out of the Tauntaun and then he gets a whiff of him. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to put him back in there. (laughs) Right. And I'll I'll hang out in the shelter. He's good in the Tauntaun because he's got a smell not not good. Not good. Not great. Not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. But not then the great, next Bob. There we go. We haven't pulled that one in a long time. Yep. Uh but now we are introduced to the snow speeders for the first time. Do you know the name of this guy? He's Rogue Two. And oh. there's there's a there's a mix up later on during the, the Battle of Hoth. I, I just know that he's Rogue Two, and my question is, is this guy fat? Because he Maybe. looks really wedged into that cockpit. 
he does. His name is Zev, Z-E-V. Um, but yeah, he's Rogue too. And again, another scene that gives me a little, it makes my wiener go, huh? Captain Solo, there you are. I'm sorry, I didn't copy that. Who are you looking for? Uh, Carlos Spicy Wiener, do you copy? Carlos Spicy Wiener here, go ahead. Skywalker, do you copy? This is Rogue Two. Morning. I see you guys to drop by. Echo Base, this is Rogue Two. I found them. Repeat, I found them. Yeah, but the speeders were so fucking cool. They it, totally were. It, it's... And, it is um, – that was one of the things that – there's a lot of things about the sequel trilogy that bothered me. But in in Star Wars, everything was new. Mm-hmm. Even though everything was old, but everything was new to us. And then in Empire, you know, they add snow speeders. They add this. We, they add that. And then in Jedi, they add on top of that as as, as well. It's like there's it, – it, it's giving us a little bit more – each time and we weren't we probably would have been perfectly satisfied if they had no new ships and when you actually watch the light and magic thing that you hear about some of the options that they talked about how it was going to be a a thing on treads right and honestly probably more practical um <laughs> yeah and i think they actually uh the the thing, one of the options that they had ended up being the tank that's used by the uh, clone, the clones, yeah, the clone yes. army in yes. in the newer films because mm-hmm. it's like the tank that has like the giant wheels and stuff. Right, right. But we're back at Echo Base. Luke is in a Bacta tank, giant Vata KY. Yep. Yes, and, and his, his cock looks huge. <laughs> <laughs> the sound. As he's getting pulled out, and I wish I would have pulled the side-by-side comparison, eerily similar to Vader's mask as he's trying to breathe oh, that, at the end of Jedi. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. But yeah. our R2 here looks so clean, which mm-hmm. when we see him in half an hour, he's basically the exact opposite. Yes. But Han and Chewie come in. Into the room? Into the room, yeah. No, hold on a second. Okay. This is the second deleted scene. Back is growing real well. Scars ought to be gone in a day or so. Does it hurt? Nah, I'm fine. Leia. When I was out in that storm, I... I was real worried. You were worried. Got me thinking, you know. I might never get the chance. What? Tell me. Really need a zipper sound effect. (laughs) Well, they kissed. Okay. They kiss there, and then C-3PO and R2-D2 come in. Now Han and Chewie come in. How you feeling, kid? Yeah. Don't look so bad to me. Fact, he looks strong enough to pull ears off a gun dart. Thanks to you. That's two you owe me, Junior. <laughs> well, your worship, looks like you managed to keep me around for a little while longer. I had nothing to do with it. General Rykin thinks it's dangerous for any ships to leave the system until we've activated the energy field. 
That's a good story. I think you just can't bear to let a gorgeous guy like me out of your sight. I don't know where you get your delusions, laser brain. Laugh <laughs> it up, fuzzball. But you didn't see us alone in the South Passage. She expressed her true feelings for me. What? Why, you stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder. You can't use that word. Only we can use that word. Best of both worlds. Yes, in the third deleted scene, she comes back, the droids and Chewie leave, and then this happens. Well, I, I I've, I've never kissed a girl before, except for Aunt Beru, and... How about I show you how really... to kiss somebody that you're not related to? Well, I'm, I'm not related to anybody. I'm, I'm an orphan. I'm an orphan, too. So, since we're not related to each other... Do you think you're just going to stand there? I was waiting for an engraved imitation, Your Highness. And now it's time for Name That Porn Star. I think that's the first time I've gotten three deleted scenes in before. <laughs> that was... Oh, uh, gosh. Um, Ava... I don't know. Allie Hayes. Allie Hayes. She was... It's the same... This is from I pulled it from the same movie uh, for name that porn star from A New Hope. Okay, <laughs> but uh, Luke is basically recovering from almost dying, and yeah. and and Han Han is taunting him, and then Leia kisses Luke like Angelina Jolie kisses her brother, <laughs> right? And Luke puts his hands up behind his head, just like Chewie putting his hands up behind his head at the hollow chessboard. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. And just like a guy who's getting head. <laughs> yeah. There you go. But uh, the but, the Perina guy, I think General yes. Riken. Mm -hmm. Back in the command center. Is telling uh, Leia and Han that they found something. Something metal. And they, they could have... One, could it be one of those creatures? Uh, are they metal? <laughs> <laughs> no. Could but, it be a speeder? Uh, they haven't adapted them to the cold. Oh, actually, they have. Um, nope, not one of ours. But they they have a, a they have a clip, or they they listen to the communication, and then three PO brags about his you know six million forms of communication. He he can't translate it, so apparently no. this would be six million and one. But he says that this is not a thing that is used by the Rebel Alliance, right? And then we see the probot, and what is it checking out? Uh, it is looking at the shield generator. But Han and Chewie go to check it out. And Chewie, and this happens a couple times across the movies where Chewie doesn't shut the fuck up. He is, no. he's very loud. He's almost like R2 in that way. But the, the droid turns to Chewie and shoots at him. And then Han shoots and then shoots again and it blows up. Mm -hmm. And because it blew up, what do they determine? The Empire must know we're here. Well, Start it must have evacuation. had a self-destruct mechanism because it oh. didn't hit it oh. that hard. All right. The Empire certainly knows we're here. Start the evacuation. Now. Bah, 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 bah. First time we ever hear the Imperial March. And, and yeah, this shot is brilliant because mm -hmm. there's a couple times during this film where they use different things to show the sense of scale. 
Yeah. But we are used to the Star Destroyer, your your typical Star Destroyer. And it is Which is about which is about one point two kilometers long. But then they use shadow. Yeah. To show that this thing that is, you know, fucking really huge is just completely overshadowed by a super star destroyer. The exec executor, which is eleven point eight miles long. Yeah. It's a big ship. Fucking huge. Yeah, it is. And we see Vader and Piet, Captain Piet at this time, who is – it's kind of cool that he shows up in Jedi also. Yes. Have you seen the deleted scene with him in, in Jedi where he's uh, talking about how they should not blow up the moon? That's not Piet. That's that's the, the guy on the Death Star. Yeah, that that's Piet though, I think. No, no, it's not. It's okay. not. It, it's who's what's the name what's the name of the, the commander of the Death Star? Uh Palpatine? No. Shut up. It's a, he's a moth. Oh, I don't know. Jergeron. Jergerod. Yeah, Jergerod. He's the one in the deleted scene that's that doesn't want to blow up the moon. I don't think you're right about that. Uh, I will I will bet you one crisp twenty dollar bill. Well, you can take that out of the thousand dollars you're going to owe me later. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, But yes, Piet is showing the Admiral Oswald, I believe is his name. Ozel. Ozel. There you go. Thank you. I'm like Brad. (laughs) (laughs) That's another thing that came up. Our friend Brad. He always gets names wrong. What did he call the the lead singer from the Scorpions? Klaus Klaus Minor. (laughs) Klaus Klaus Minor. I like, no, said baby. Close, my. He's horrible. He's hor. From the time since I've known Brad, he's bad with names. He bad with names, and he's bad with returning text messages. And that will come up later in this podcast. <laughs> all right, all right. But yeah, um, the admiral um, Ozel blows mm-hmm. it off, and uh, but Vader apparently well, a- hears something is going on. Yeah. You found something. Yes, ma'am. That's it. The rebels are there. My lord, there are so many uncharted That's settings. Ozzel. It could be smugglers, mm-hmm. it could that be... That is the system, and I'm sure Skywalker is with them. Set your course for the Hoth system. General Veers, prepare your men. As he turns, he almost takes out General Veers. <laughs> right, who is Julian Glover, who was in For Your Eyes Only, and... Um, uh, Last Crusade. Last Crusade. And... And he's the old fucker, like the old apothecary guy in Game of Thrones. Oh, is that he? Acts all, that acts all crippled but can fuck like the mighty of us, mightiest of us. Okay. I, I did not know that. Yeah. All right. But um, Vader says Hoth. He did not hear Hoth. So maybe it's on the screen. I don't know. But that just seemed like weird thing. But... Then we see a couple of guys in the in Echo Base who give like an exposition dump. I don't have a clip for this, but no, no, it's, it's, it's literally just, just like thirty seconds of them kind of like bringing us up to speed of what's going on, loading the transports and everything to a, and and they're talking in front of a bad matte painting. Yeah, and that is and one. There's of the great matte. There's great matte paintings in this. That is not one of them. Yeah, the the matte paintings, and if you actually watch the 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 light and magic series over the credits, they show 
a bunch of the map paintings and it's different mm-hmm. ones at the end of each episode. Some of those map paintings are incredible. Sure. Some of them less so, but I mean, some of them are just incredible, but, um, Chewie and Han or Han are working on the Falcon, but it's not going well. Yeah. And they have like one little robot is kind of so- on the top. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, Han is welding and he's like, okay, try that. And then it's, and he's like, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off, <laughs> as all kinds of shit is going on. Um, Luke comes up, and that's when, you know, the, the robot's going, and Han's like, shut the fuck up, my friend's leaving. <laughs> but Luke says goodbye says, to Chewie, and Chewie hugs him, and Han and Luke, they don't really say goodbye, really. They just kind of like... says, be careful. Yeah. It's And it's Han, he's got a tough look on his face, because he knows... He's leaving this surrogate family that he's created or helped create. Yeah, but I don't understand this. Okay, he, he I understand he has to leave because he has he has to go to, he has to go pay off Jabba. I get that. Mm-hmm. Why why doesn't he just you know hey I'm gonna pop over Tatooine, pay off Jabba, and then come back? Yeah, I I don't understand why him leaving means that that's the end of it. He could come back sure. if he wants to, but um. A fleet of Star Destroyers is dropping out of hyperspace. And I, I think it is someone for, of the Rebels say, yeah, they say prepare for ground assault. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. there's there's a great clip, which I'm surprising you didn't pull because I actually saw it when I was when I was going through stuff for this is uh, someone comes and tells Vader that they fucked up and the, ra- the Rebels know that they're there. And it's Ozzel that fucked up. But it's General Veers that comes and tells him in his meditation chamber. Right. And uh, the surface attack's coming up, but Vader gets Ozzel on the view screen and chokes him out. Is it that he didn't... They came out of hyperspeed too soon? Yeah. Like, they just didn't pop up right at the planet. Like, they came out, like, 100,000 kilometers before the planet. Yeah. It was was enough to give them time to, like, put up their shields or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. And then uh, Piet is field promoted from captain to admiral. Correct. And it's a good thing he he buddy fucked Ozzel earlier about yes. the whole Haas yes, thing. But isn't there, there has to be some, well, isn't there major? Captain to admiral no. is kind of, that's kind of a jump, isn't it? No, that's that's how it goes. It goes, it goes uh, lieutenant, lieutenant commander, commander, captain, and then admiral. I mean, that's in the U.S. Navy. That's how it is. It goes from captain right to admiral. But in the army, isn't major above captain? Yes. Okay. But back at Echo Base, Leia is laying out um, the escape plan, and not not everybody likes it. No. Yeah. Um. Is there someone from the military we can talk to? A man, perhaps? <laughs> but she she talks about the ion cannon is going to blast. Uh, a couple of volleys and well, first of all, it's it's two fighters against a star destroyer. That's Hobby that asks that. Oh, okay. Which who ends up not being an X-wing pilot? He's in a speeder, but we never see him in the speeder. But and, Luke is is calling for Hobby, right? Mm-hmm. But the, the the first ships are are leaving, and then. Do you want to do the real? <laughs> well, I got there's. I, I've got here that you see all the 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 troops are getting ready in the trench, and those are 
real part of the soldiers. No, they're well, they're Norwegian ski patrol, I think. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and you know, th- that's not, actually we didn't talk about the whole production of this. Is you know they film this, and a lot of the stuff, the the film crew was stuck in the hotel, and they had just Mark Hamill go out. <laughs> Into the snow as, outside of the hotel, and the film right crew basically the stayed and, in the hallway right inside yes. the hotel and to film shit. Yeah, but uh, the basically what the the thrust of it is is there are two X wings and then a transport ship, and they are flying out together. And as Leia says, going out into space, a place where there's infinite directions, we're going to fly directly at the Star Destroyer. <laughs> yeah. And here is the actual real ion cannon. It'll be the power generators. Prepare to open shield. Third, rubber ships are coming into our sector. Good. Our first catch of the day. Stand by ion control. Fire. <laughs> Doesn't the ion cannon seem like it is something that has been underused in the, in the Star Wars universe? It's this. I was reading that. Uh, well, first of all, did you recognize the voice of the first transport is away? Who that is? No, it's Mark Hamill. Okay. Um, I was reading about this particular ion cannon that it can shoot six, a volley of six, and then takes a really long time to recharge. Okay, but there's there's a very obvious thing that the ion cannon actually looks like. Yes. Prepare to fire giant boob nipple gun. <laughs> <laughs> the guy comes out and he rubs it. Right. Right. It's kind of funny. But um <clears throat> Luke gets in his speeder and what what would you call Dak? I call him his Rio. His gunner. It's his gunner, which I, I don't really understand that the snow speeder and the whole mechanics of the tow cable. I, I you know, I think that's for it's, the sake what, of what, plot. I mean, I would say it, that it the is, Rio but, is basically to be able to fire, but they have a gun on the back in addition. Is there a gun? Well, no, I mean, I the only thing I can so. think of with the gun is the is the harpoon, which right. they're not out hunting whales. No, I know they're not. But I never understood that. Like, why does this speeder have this it's not for walkers and then the other thing i wanted to ask is they got a bunch of x-wings and i know there's a bunch of y-wings in this bunker also why aren't they using those against the the walkers they haven't been adapted to the cold Uh, yeah (laughs) so because it's it's not cold in space right well it's a vacuum you know it depends on if the sun is out but uh the the troops are in the snow in the the trenches preparing and we see some micro binoculars mm-hmm. and i need to get a pair i need to get a pair of those the way really that the do. walkers are introduced is is awesome because well did you go ahead i'm sorry no they the way they do it is they focus and it, it's not the walker it's actually just the leg of the walker yeah and then it kind of comes back and it shows what because that was a thing that we didn't know we we had not seen anything like this before Correct. So on a, on a on a regular Star Destroyer, 
um, they they have a walker, but it's it's one single landing ship that can land a walker. But in the executor executor, the superstar destroyer, mm-hmm. they've got a landing ship that can land four walkers at a time, and they landed eight of them. They had two of those ships that they landed, and they had to land it really far away uh, to to get out of the shield. The shield. And they lost three of them in a giant crevasse. Is that like in the? It's in the book that I. It's got, in the book, okay. Which is which is canon. So, but um, the walkers—they're fucking awesome. And then at Echo Base, there's some snow or like a chunk of snow that falls on R two. Mm-hmm. Why? Um, nothing's happened yet, but the base <laughs> is already falling apart. Yeah. Well, these walkers are heavy. You know, they're big. They they. They're they're blasting some base of ride of the the Valkyrie. <laughs> I want to I want to get but, some snow to fall on R two. <laughs> a little bit more snow on R two, yeah. They're right there. Let's have that come down. Um, but uh, the, before they before they even take off, Dak asks Luke how he's doing. Great. How are you doing, Dak? Feel like I could take on the whole empire. And then in the Family Guy version, <laughs> hey, Dak's got this. Yeah. <laughs> And he just gets uh, taken out immediately. Immediately. But now they're attacking. Now it's – I mean this is a really cool shot of the guys in the trenches and all the speeders flying over them. Right. And there's there's too many speeders, honestly, I think, that they show going by. But this is – there are in, – in, in the first Star Wars, there is one very, very obvious video game level. And that is the attack of the Death Star. Mm-hmm. And this is another one where this – this whole sequence has appeared in probably at least a dozen different video games. And they're all fucking impossible to wrap a fucking cable around an Imperial Walker with a speeder in every single version of those video games. It's better than the Atari 2600 one, which just sucks balls. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, that, that informs Luke they have no approach vector. Not sure what that means. But uh, they try and shoot the uh, the walkers, and too strong for blasters. Got to go with the harpoon and tow cables. But uh, Dak has a problem in fire control. And mm-hmm. and then uh, a minute later, Dak buys Dak the farm. Dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Luke is not a great pilot. And no. th- that is demonstrably true when you look at his record of different things. Okay, he blew up the Death Star. Credit where credit is due. He's about to crash his snowspeeder. He crashes his X-Wing. The same X-Wing he crashes, he loses later. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's responsible for losing a ton of ships. Right. But um, the walkers are in, in range of the power generator, and Vader can start his landing. But Luke is kind of blasé about the fact that Dak died. Yeah. I think life is just kind of taken for granted in the, in the, not granted, granted in the Star Wars universe. Okay. That it's just kind of, all right, somebody died. Oh, well, not a big deal. But, um, you want to leave this in or just play it? Just, I mean, just play it. And we, we mentioned before that Zev, the dude that was out looking for Luke and Han is Rogue Two. Rogue two. This is clearly wet. Steady Rogue Two. Activate Harpoon. Good shot, Jensen. 
You know, Wedge is is the pilot of of that snowspeeder, and honestly, Wedge showing up at the end of Rise of Skywalker probably my favorite moment of that film, <laughs> right? <laughs> because it was unexpected, yeah. um, and I, I thought it was really cool. But I don't understand what happens next. So they wrap the tow cable around the the walker. I get that part. It causes the walker to trip. I get that mm-hmm. as well. It falls down, and now they shoot it, and it blows up. If the, the armor was too strong for blasters, the fact that it fell down should not make a difference. When it fell, it loosened some of the armor plates, and they were able to guide a couple of laser bolts into there. That's what I read. Not saying it's right, but that's what I read. Okay. But, but, they, but they have to start launching two transports at a time because, uh... Empire's knocking on our door, fellas. Yeah. We got to get the fuck out of here. Uh, back on the Millennium Falcon, Han is bitching at Chewie. No, 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 no. This one goes there. That one goes there. <laughs> yeah, they're still working. And then we see our first of of two in this particular show instances of the chicken walker. Yes. And uh, Rogue Two, is. we see Rogue Two, not Rogue Two that just took out the walker, but the real Rogue Two. He's bleeding from the nose. Yeah. Was he doing blow with Carrie Fisher between <laughs> shots? Yeah, probably got knocked around a little bit and got a little concussed. Um, but yeah, he gets taken out as they're going to make another pass on another walker. Uh, and then Luke gets taken out. He crashes. There's a walker that's approaching. And I always thought as a kid that well, the first time I saw this, that he was trying to bolt, pull Dak out. Nope. He did not no. give a fuck about dead Dak is just kind of there. <laughs> yeah. No, he pulls out some sort of magnetic catapult gun. Yeah, I didn't know what it was exactly. Yeah. He, he took something but, out, and then um, he, he jumps out of the way just as the foot is coming down. Mm-hmm. And then back at Echo Base, Han is going to check out check on Leia, and he won't leave until she's out. And then we get, um, let me see if I can do this right. Imperial troops have entered the base. Imperial troops have entered the base. <laughs> You know who that is that says that? Uh, is it Mark Hamill? <laughs> no, it's uh, Mon Matha's kid, and that was in the Ion Cannon control center. But this is a thing that kind of confuses me. So, well, first of all, the Rebels absolutely got are getting their asses handed to them in this battle. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, and actually the thing that confuses me comes up after just a second, but Luke uses the thing that he took out of the walker to get up under a walker. He like shoots it up and then he uh, zip lines up, Mm -hmm. uses lightsaber, cuts open a hatch and then throws in a thermal detonator. (laughs) It's the same bomb that we see that blows up the um, bunker on Endor. But uh, he, then he drops four stories to the ground. Yeah. (laughs) He'd be a cripple. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he used the force to to slow himself down. That's not how the force works. Um, But the walker blows up from the inside. We see another chicken walker. And then we see one of my favorite shots with uh, the the walkers is a snow speeder is coming up and the walker kind of like tilts its head. (laughs) It puts its leg kind of in a koopy wampus 
position. Oh, it yeah. braces itself. Uh-huh. <laughs> and just turns like a head. dog. <laughs> and then takes the speeder out. And then yeah. they, they take the generator out. And then Han, Leia, and 3PO are running. And 3PO runs by the door where a bunch of wampa, wampas are being held. Yes. Yeah. Sev- there should have been several deleted scenes here. Um, one of them being a speeder flying into the head of General Veer's uh, walker after uh-huh. it blew up the, the shield generator. Okay. And then there's also, while it, it, in this, when Han and Leia are talking in the hallway where she's bitching at him, there's a scene where like a Wampa is like knocking the wall down. He's like in a cell or something. Yes. And then there's also another scene where there's like a womp, a bunch of rebel troops fighting a Wampa. Yeah. And they're all in, it's actually in the trailer where 3PO takes this little paper sign off of a the yellow door. sign. Yeah. And then the snow troopers go in there and one of them kind of gets whoop, lifted up. Yeah. Right. But, uh, their way out is blocked. And he says he'll get her out on the Falcon. What about all the other people that were in mission control when they gave the, you know, evacuate signal? Oh, they're fucked. Yeah. Okay. But they go back the other way and we see the first instance of snowtroopers. And this is the first time we've seen anything other than your standard uh, stormtroopers. I mean, in... The original Star Wars, we they had sand troopers, but the only difference was they had like what do you call them? Epaulets or yes, th- the shoulder pads that were different, right? And different backpacks and stuff like that, and different guns. Yeah, but, but these now. ones have different helmets. And I actually I saw one of those up close in uh, they had a Star Wars exhibit that came through town that I went to, and that it's leather. Most mm-hmm. of that stuff is it's all leather. It was actually pretty cool. Yeah. But they come right. in and they're followed by Vader, and Chewie is like, "Hey, hey, man, let's get the fuck out of here." Yeah, and Han is like, "Hurry up, Golden Rod, or you're going to become a permanent fixture." Yes, and to uh, this place, Leia yes. is continuing to be a cunt, and three PO is trying to talk to Solo, and what he's trying to say will eventually bear fruit, but he gives him the finger of doom, and then he actually goes to Doug's favorite place. This bucket of bolts is never going to get us past that blockade. This baby's got a few surprises left in her, sweetheart. Little gun drops out of the bottom. This fucking tits. Switch over. Let's hope we don't have a burnout. See? Someday you're going to be wrong, and I just want to see it. And the the snow troopers. What what kind of what's the name of the gun that the snow troopers are setting up? We uh, see it in the Mandalorian. And e, I don't know, but it's it's E something. Okay, but couldn't Vader just use the Force? Uh, he like got Ray, in there right like, afterwards. He like was Ray not, does. He, yeah, he was not there when they were. He came in right after the Falcon was out. All right, so he didn't didn't have. Yeah, he, he didn't have a chance. To, yeah. But he you missed it. I said to like wind, wind. He didn't have enough. He had to wind the force up before he could use it. Well, he's getting a little old. He's got to put a little, you know, icy hot on his force hand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Get it all warmed up. But you missed yes. it where I said uh, they go to Doug's favorite place. 
Which the are, cockpit. It's, of course, the cockpit, yes. The cockpit, yes. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Uh, Luke sees the ship, the Falcon, taking off. And I remember, because, I mean, I was eight years old when I saw this. And I remember thinking to myself, they're leaving Luke. Because I, you know, I couldn't quite comprehend everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. But I was very upset that they left Luke. But who's flying all the extra ships? I mean, you got to assume Dak has an X-Wing. Rogue 2 has an X-Wing. And and it's not like the Rebel fleet is, you know, flush with tons of extra ships. I don't know, man. I I, I mean, maybe they got extra pilots. I suppose. But uh, they take off and Luke is setting a new course. And he says that he's not regrouping with the others. So... Luke at this point is a deserter. Yeah. And he's going to keep it on manual for a while. And then we get to the start the of like one of the coolest series of shots where the, yeah, the Falcon is being chased by the star destroyer and a bunch of tie fighters. And three PO once again is trying to talk and he continually gets shot down in this particular thing where, where Han says, at least we can outmaneuver him," And he basically goes straight down I just remember We're going vertical, man. Just love that shot. And then yes, and the three the three star destroyers crisscrossing each other, almost hitting. Like really, you didn't know that you were going to be getting that close. Like you were so focused on the Falcon, it was just like, hey, don't worry about those other two star destroyers that are coming right at it's us. Kind of, kind of hard to miss those, but uh, yeah. And, and um, Leia continues being well. Well, you know. Prepare to make the jump to light speed. But, sir! They're getting closer. Oh, yeah? Watch this. Watch what? I think we're in trouble. If I may say so, sir, I noticed earlier the hyperdrive motivator has been damaged. It's impossible to go to light speed. We're in trouble. And I, I, I believe in the Family Guy version, Quagmire goes, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> So Han and Chewie are, are back. They're trying yes. to fix shit. Yes. And Leia is flying. Well, <laughs> that's kind of where I was going. <laughs> yeah. So they, they let a woman drive uh-huh. for a and minute. What does she do? She drives what? her right into an asteroid field. <laughs> Couldn't see that asteroid field. Couldn't go up or down or left or right. You had to go right into it. So what are the odds of surviving an asteroid field? It's a lot. It's big. I don't remember. 3,720 to 1. All right. And never tell me the odds. This whole sequence going into the asteroid just blew me away. I mean, you talk about, uh, you know, Star Wars was something I'd never seen this before, but this was a whole nother level. This mm-hmm. was like so much more. And at one point, a TIE fighter gets taken out by an asteroid or, uh, I suppose, yeah, an asteroid going like left to right. And you can see the pilot spinning out of yeah. the TIE fighter. It, it, it's just amazing. And then Leia is, is trying to take- I had never seen that before until I read the, the IMDB notes. All right, so that was, I, I remember seeing that in well with uh the 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 original versions of Star Wars av- available on video were the you know the 43 versions 
And then they released this special set that was like $200. That was the three movies plus uh, from Empire to Jedi special uh, for like $200. That was Letterboxd. And I got that for graduation from college. And I watched the shit out of that. And that's where I saw that. But Leia is trying to take back some of the cunty things that she said earlier, especially the whole, I hope I'm around when you make a mistake. <laughs> yeah. But he, Han says that they're they're taking him, he wants to go closer to one of the big ones. And then the last of the trailing TIE fighters is taken out as they're going kind of between two pillars, I guess. It's not a pillar, it's just like a canyon. Yeah. And they they go and do what Luke should have done earlier, and they they hide in a cave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, they fly. But it's so cool because like super he flies like super close to a rock jutting out of the ground. Mm-hmm. I mean, just barely misses it because he's such a great fucking pilot. And they they fly, they go kind of up and then down into finger quotes the asteroid. They go pretty far into it. You think they got all the way to the asteroid's asshole? <laughs> Speaking of asshole, uh, um, I know I don't have to poop, but I do have to pee. Huh? Let's all go to the lobby. There we go. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. You know, I'm, I'm walking through the lobby on the way to the bathroom. And you know how, you know, operant learning is? Or conditional no. learning. No. You learn something based on the situation you're in. So it's like if you learn something when you have a hammer in your hand, when you have a hammer in your hand, you'll remember that. All right. So I go into the bathroom and I'm taking a piss. And as one does, unless you're really old where you don't use your hands, I have my dick in my hand. And I remember it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Um I, I should have mentioned this was my anniversary this week. So no. <laughs> happy anniversary. So yeah. And uh, I, I should, I would be remiss if I did not say that, you know, I'm very lucky to be where I am from that point in my life. But anyway, which, Luke- which means, oh, which means it's the anniversary of me being with sideshow Bob. Oh, well that was, yeah. On, on Wednesday. Yep. All right. But uh, Luke is coming up on a planet, and R2 is trying to talk him out of it. And Luke says that there's uh, no technology but massive life form readings. Right. And then his scopes go dead, and he basically starts to lose control of the ship. Is this Yoda bringing him in all jabberwocky? No. You don't think so? No. You don't think that that Yoda did this on purpose to crash him in the swamp? Nope. And... Okay. No, I do and not. What, what's your reasoning? That's just what you think? It's just Luke is a shitty pilot. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. I think Yoda did this on purpose. And he crashes into George Lucas's pool. Uh-huh. Because some of this was filmed in George Lucas's pool. You feel bad for Mark Hamill. For how many months was he just in the soundstage by, as the only actor and, and acting with a puppet and Kenny Baker? Well, I mean, don't take anything away from Kenny Baker. No. I mean, and trust me, I'm about to take the piss out of Kenny Baker in about two minutes. But Okay. But Luke is frustrated, and he's, his, he's what, uh, a half, a third submerged into 
some kind of swamp. Oh, he's half submerged. Yeah. He throws his gloves yeah. down and he gets out and then he's walking down the nose and R2 is kind of wiggling up from the, what do you call it? The, the droid pod or whatever. Yes. That's exactly what it's called. The droid pod. Um, and then there's an earthquake apparently. <laughs> well, Luke says, stay put. <laughs> and R2 falls into the swamp and then there's nothing for a minute. And then a little scope comes out and do, 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 do. Yeah. I, I love the humming that R2 is doing <laughs> as uh-huh. he's moving. But then Luke jumps into the water and we see a, what do you call that? A hump or it, it's, yes, it's not it's a, a fin. Hump. It's uh, something. It's the back of a monster, a, a, a crazy Star Wars monster and takes down R2. And then R2 goes under and Luke, for some reason, draws Han's blaster. It's the same one. It's not Han's blaster. Han's blaster has the scope on top. And Luke's is on and the Luke's- side. Luke's black Luke's scope is on the side. Okay, but there's nothing for a beat, and then R2 gets spit out and goes flying, and that probably fucked Kenny Baker up pretty good, landing like that. <laughs> Isn't there like a family guy clip, I think, where he comes out and he's he's like and uh, R2's got a concussion and the hatch opens and Kenny Baker throws up. <laughs> it's something <laughs> like that. So and f- I swear to God, I thought for sure that Luke says to R2, it's a good thing you don't taste good. Uh, in, I think, the original version, he does. He does. Okay. I wonder why they took that out. But uh, Kenny Baker famously was on record as saying that uh, Anthony Daniels is just a, a complete asshole. <laughs> oh, all right. Because he said that Kenny Baker was not an actor and that uh, he was. Uh-huh. And, you know, Anthony Daniels is, you cannot argue with the fact that, you know, he's been in, he's been in more Star Wars movies than anybody. And, you know, he has made a career doing that, but apparently he's kind of an asshole to people at cons and he was an asshole to, you know, Kenny Baker, who by all accounts, Kenny Baker was just a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but Luke goes over and picks R2 up and like sets him up upright and how much do you think that weighs? How much do you think just the R2 model weighs? It's got to be a couple hundred pounds, right? Oh, I was going to say 70. That's it? You think it's aluminum? It's yeah. Well, aluminum Kenny Baker probably weighs, you know, I don't think 30. Kenny Baker was in there at that time. Maybe he was because there is all kinds of like vomiting up swamp water out of his little ports <laughs> that comes and everything. And, Luke's, and Luke says, you know, I don't know. Something out of a dream. Yeah, and that's when R2 uh, starts spitting mud out of his top. Right, right. But now we cut to Vader's meditation chamber, and we see the helmet coming down. Yeah, and for the and first time, we, the audience, see Vader is actually a man. He's not just a machine. You see? You see? He's not a machine. He's a man. Love your Rocky Four clips, don't you? <laughs> Don't love the movie. <laughs> love the clips. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, Piet tells him they've we, that they've sighted the Falcon and it's gone into an asteroid field and Vader's like, don't be a douche. Go in <laughs> after him. We're the fucking Empire with Star Destroyers. No excuses. Asteroids don't concern me. I want that ship. And, and this is the first time that I noticed, you know, Vader is not in very much of Star Wars. I think he's in Mm-mm. like 14 or 17 minutes of it. 
he is a much bigger presence in this film and in Jedi. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he also he's different in Empire because in in Star Wars, he's kind of a he's almost like a glorified henchman. Yeah. Where you know, because you have Tarkin and then Vader is kind of in a way Tarkin's lackey. And now Vader has kind of stepped into that power void that has opened up with, with Tarkin and everybody else that was on the Death Star being blown up. And he's kind of become, the, you know, the shit of the Empire. He is now one of the top dogs. That's why he has, you know, the Exeter, Exeter class uh, Star Destroyer. Is it Exeter or Executor? I think it's Executor is the name of it. I think it's an Exeter class, though. I could be it's wrong. It's a Dreadnought. It's a Dreadnought Is it a Dreadnought? Class. Okay. You yes, are probably right then, actually. But um, back on the Falcon. Um, there's, Han- a little bit of banter. there's a little bit of banter between Han and C-3PO. I'm going to shut down everything but the emergency power systems. Sir, I'm almost afraid to ask, but does that include shutting me down, too? No, I need you to talk to the Falcon. Find out what's wrong with the hyperdrive. Sir, it's quite possible this asteroid is not entirely stable. Not entirely stable? I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Chewie, take the professor in the back and plug him into the hyperdrive. Yeah, Han's absolute disdain for droids is consistent. <laughs> when, yeah. when in The Force Awakens, he's like, move ball <laughs> to, yeah. to BB-3. But the, the BB-8. ship... BB-8. yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, the ship, wow. ship rocks again. Hey, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> he will come up in a minute. Um, <laughs> and, and Leia falls into Han, and he, he cops a feel. Uh-huh. And, he, and she's like, let go of me. He's like, don't get excited. Uh, holding being held by you is not enough to get me excited. And then uh, that's all I have time for. <laughs> and yeah. then, yeah, he fires off a great one liner and leaves her and she looks around and she mounts one of the controls that vibrates. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The joystick there. Yes. And then we go back to Dagobah and Luke is setting up camp. And I'm wondering, okay, so he's setting up this camp. You think before he leaves, he has to dig out the shitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But he, he plugs R2 in for some power. Now he just yeah. has to find Yoda, and he, he takes out his dry box. <laughs> and Lights he, up a heater. And he's, uh, he's eating a beef stick. And you think when it's he... It's not a beef stick. It's like a biscuit. No, it, it's, it it's, looks no, like a it's cigar. Like a, it's, it's like a biscuit. It's, it's, it's star, like special Star Wars food that probably has all the nutrients and everything that it needs. But it, no, it's, it's like a dry... Like a dry cracker tube or something but you, you think he had to ask the cashier at the hardware store that sold it to him if they had anything that was longer and thicker <laughs> that, uh, that joke was told to a child that you, <laughs> look at i looked at you with disdain what's wrong with you but luke says there's something familiar about this place and what is it mm-hmm. what is that what what is it feels like he's oh, being well, first watched. Of all, he's like, well, first of all, he says it's a, this is a strange place to find a Jedi master. And that's, yes, it feels like being watched. Yes. And and there's Yoda. We got our introduction mm-hmm. to Yoda. We don't, as the audience, know that this is Yoda yet. But right. why are you here? And the puppetry in this film and in Jedi is fucking amazing. I do not know how they could not get this right in The Phantom Menace. 
because he looks horrible. Looks terrible. Terrible. <laughs> but R2 what? would know Yoda. Is that your George Lucas version? I can't do it. I, I, I can't do it, so I don't even try. I'm going to need the, the ears to move like this and have some whiskers coming out. That looks really good right there. Yeah. Yeah. I should not find that so entertaining. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not a very good George Lucas impersonation, but I'm just glad that you like it. It cracks me. <laughs> but R2 would know Yoda. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, probably. And, you know, th- there's some some dialogue here. And it's surprisingly, neither of us pulled the clips from him, but it's, uh, I'm looking for a well, great warrior. A- Wars not yes. make one mm-hmm. great. Wars not make one great. Not doing it. Um, Yoda steals a beef stick. <laughs> and then Luke takes it back, and he just throws it on the ground. <laughs> yeah, because, because Yoda took a, nibble of, took, a, took a nibble of it, and Luke didn't want to get his, his Yoda herpes. But Luke is being kind of a dick. So the the deer will eat it. I'll, I'll give people yeah. a little bit of background there. So somebody that used to come up to the Shangri-La that no longer does is we're up at the Shangri-La and we have a recycling bin that is up there. I don't know if it actually gets recycled, but and then Doug will chastise me because I don't crush my cans before I throw. We them. have limited space in the garbage bag. And if everybody does not crush their cans, we end up with two or three garbage bags full of cans. But there's a guy who used he drink bottles and he just throw them into the woods and he'd always say, "Oh, don't worry, the deer will eat it." <laughs> he did it once. He did it. That's what we used to do when we would go. He lived in West Dallas, a little parcel postage stamp, and we would just take the cans and throw them in his yard when we were done. And we would. That's what we would say. The deer will eat it. And now he's looking for. Massage therapist, but that's a whole yes. other story. Uh, but <laughs> I sent that. I, I took a, a screenshot of that and said, oh, yeah, I sent it to you guys. Yes. That's right. And it's, instead of saying first world problems, he said white person problems. Well, I, I you know, I, I get it. I understand that people have their own lives. They're going to do what they're going to do. That is fine. But to openly be asking online for people to help you find somebody that used to jerk you off for money. <laughs> I don't know if that was the case, but yeah, well, um, but um, Yoda's going into all Luke's stuff and he finds, I call it a pen light. I don't know what else you'd call it. It's a little like table lamp or something, but Luke also has my lantern. <laughs> Did you mm-hmm. see that? I don't yeah. know how, um, I don't know who it was that actually said, Hey, can I use your lantern? I'm like, that's really not mine. <laughs> But uh, R2 and Yoda are wrestling over this little pen light. And then Yoda starts hitting R2 with his gimmer stick. Going, mine, 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 mine. But Yoda tells Luke he knows Yoda. And Yoda walks away and tells Luke to follow him. And Luke tells R2 to watch the camp. And we go back to the the Falcon. And 3PO is talking to the actress from Fleabag. Which, by the way, the worst part of Solo. Mm-hmm. And uh, Leia is fixing something, I guess. But how is she fixing it? Well. Like she can't get it closed. No. And then. Han comes walking up. Yeah. And then I don't know if you just, if there's anything else or you just want to play it or. Uh, yeah. Jump right into it. 
Hey, your worship, I'm only trying to help. Would you please stop calling me that? Sure, Leia. Oh, you make it so difficult sometimes. I do, I really do. You could be a little nicer, though. Come on, admit it. Sometimes you think I'm all right. Occasionally, maybe, when you aren't acting like a scoundrel. Scoundrel? Scoundrel? I like the sound of that. Stop that. Stop what? Stop that. My hands are dirty. My hands are dirty, too. What are you afraid of? Afraid? HPV. You're trembling. <laughs> I'm not trembling. Monkeypox. <laughs> you like me because I'm a scoundrel. There aren't enough scoundrels in your life. I happen to like nice men. And I, I don't know if you caught that or not, but just for a second, Leia taps into Doug's psyche. I happen to like nice men. So. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they kiss and, mm-hmm. and uh, then C3PO busts in. Yeah, just like Doug on the observation deck of a castle <laughs> comes in and does some cock blocking. Yeah. And, and then she sneaks away. Well how much it's not a big ship. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, now we're on, I think, Vader's Star Destroyer, and he's got like this hologram conference call going on. Well, before that, though, we see an asteroid hit the conning tower of Star Destroyer. And then we see the three holograms. And one of them's oh. like, oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, and he disappears. And uh, yes. But they say that based on the amount of damage that they've taken in the asteroid field, the Falcon must have been destroyed but vader disagrees mm-hmm. and then is that um piet comes in to tell him piet comes in and tells him that uh the emperor is on hold yes yeah, uh, leave the asteroid field so we can get a good wi-fi signal <laughs> yeah and and yeah. here's a point where there is and i know that you have both of them and actually mm-hmm. i was surprised because i was actually going to pull the original and i didn't so i didn't have to because you did so walk us through, you know, OG versus uh, special edition here. Well, the OG is a chick dressed up like the emperor with some really crazy fucking leopard eyes or some crazy prosthetic eyes. And then the voice is done by a dude. And this is one good – this is a good change that George Lucas did. So – Which one you want first? Different, but do the original first from the 80, 1980 version. What is thy bidding, my master? There is a great disturbance in the force. I have felt it. We have a new enemy, Luke Skywalker. Yes, my master. He could destroy us. He's just a boy. Obi-Wan can no longer help him. The force is strong with him. The son of Skywalker must not become a Jedi. If he could be turned, he would become a powerful ally. Yes. Yes. He would be a great asset. Can it be done? He will join us or die, Master. The voice there is uh, Clive Revel, I believe. (laughs) Yeah. And, I mean, what what were they thinking? Like... They knew that the Emperor was going to have a significant role in the next movie. Why would they cast a woman 
I, I, I just think they weren't with, ready for it. Okay. Um, but I mean, the, if from a, a looks perspective, this is a better change. Um, from a dialogue perspective, I think that the dialogue from the original is better. Okay. I love, well, let's play, let's play the 2004 version. What is thy bidding, my master? There is a great disturbance in the force. I have felt it. We have a new enemy. The young rebel who destroyed the Death Star. I have no doubt this boy is the offspring of Anakin Skywalker. How is that possible? Search your feelings, Lord Vader. You will know it to be true. He could destroy us. He's just a boy. Obi-Wan can no longer help him. The Force is strong with him. The son of Skywalker must not become a Jedi. If he could be turned, he would become a powerful ally. Yes. He would be a great asset. Can it be done? He will join us or die, Master. So I, I think that, you know, if you look at it from a perspective of, and I don't know how you showed these movies to your kids. How did you show these movies to your kids? We watched Empire first, and I, I introduced them way too young. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I, I, it was at the point where, I mean, I, I just, it was too young. So I, I don't think my oldest has ever seen Empire from beginning to end. In one sitting, I know my youngest has, and he loves it. In fact, I, I think the first time that he watched it from beginning to end was on the way home from Great America, and I pumped the sound through the speakers so I could listen to it. You're welcome. While he was watching it, yeah. So no, I, I, but uh, I like the 2004 version because it, it, it gives it gives the the appearance that Vader is just learning that this is a Skywalker. Right there, that's the point, moment he just, he realizes that, you know, I, and has to think has to think quick on his feet. I I think that, you know, if I would love and obviously be next to impossible to find somebody that is not aware of this that would care, but it would be uh you know reaction videos are a huge thing mm -hmm. on, on the internet, where if you had somebody that was completely unfamiliar with Star Wars at all, and if I was if I was introducing someone to Star Wars, I'd introduce them with I'd go four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine, you know, maybe I don't know where I'd throw Rogue One and Solo in. And honestly, I don't even know if I'd bother with seven, eight, nine. But I would love to watch the reaction of somebody mm -hmm. getting that. You know, finding yeah. out and and that is the thing where that was that was a huge fucking, you know, Wow. And sure. It, during the time, you know, we haven't got there yet, but it's like, I am your father. Um, there was a lot of, is he lying? Is, is this true? You right. Know, and, and even James Earl Jones was really when he read the script. He's like, no, he's lying. He's lying. But back at, back in Dagobah, 
It's pouring rain, and R2 is up on his tippy toes looking into um, Yoda's twisted penis. <laughs> the twisted penis from Kettle Marine High School. Yep. My class's gift to the world. Uh-huh. And I had this toy Luke as well. Is, I had I had Yoda's house. I I did not have Yoda's house. Uh, Luke is eating some stew, and it's not good. No. Um, no, what? Yeah. I'm saying, yeah, it's okay. not good. He's like, yeah, yeah. But yes. it, you just, I mean, I know you have a thing with Yoda talking to Luke in his house. Yes. Yes. And if all your thoughts. I hate Brenda and a bad guy hit me in the shin and I peed all in my pants. <laughs> have you ever seen this? No. <laughs> All right, you can stop. Have you ever seen the bad lip reading? No. You've never seen bad lip reading? Yeah, I, I, I've seen it, but I've not seen it in this context, so. Oh, okay. It's, this is, it's just the seagull song by, that Yoda sings. And, and it's hilarious. you got to check it out. Yoda sings about seagulls. Okay, but Yoda asks why Luke wants to become a Jedi. And mm-hmm. this actually kind of sets Luke off. And this is where Luke actually finds out who Yoda actually is. Do you have my clip or your clip? Your clip. Oh, it's fucking long. Pack yeah. a lunch. Yep. You become Jedi? Hmm? <laughs> Most because of my father, I guess. Ah, father? How oh, for Jedi was he? How <laughs> mm. oh, for Jedi? Oh, come on. How could you know my father? You don't even know who I am. No, I don't even know what I'm doing here. We're wasting our time. I cannot him. The boy has no patience. He will learn patience. Mm. <clears throat> Peanut gallery. Much anger in him. Like his father. Was I any different when, when you taught me? When was Obi-Wan angry? <sighs> uh, when he was younger because he got taken away from his Yoda. parents. I am ready. I... Ben, I, I can be a Jedi. Ben, tell him I'm re- ready. are you? What knows you ready? For 800 years have I trained Jedi. I don't count too well. I keep on who is to be trained. A Jedi must have the deepest commitment. Hmm? The most serious mind. This one, a long time have I watched. All his life as he looked away to the future, to the horizon, never his mind on where he was, hmm? what he was doing. Hmm. Adventure. <laughs> Excitement. <laughs> A Jedi craves not these things. You are reckless. So was I, if you remember. Yeah, I don't remember that. He is too old. In the training, but I've learned so much. Will he finish what he begins? I won't fail you. I'm not afraid. Yeah. 
You will be. You will be. Yeah, so my clip was a subset of that. But All right. There there's a lot there and you know the whole you will be. Um and then so Yoda has taught for 800 years. His his retirement benefits must be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Full pension? Yeah. But he's not ready. He's he's also too old. Mm-hmm. So and I understand it's like, uh, you know, the typical thing is they, they take them when they're younglings, when they're like little kids. But it is uh, – Yoda knows, though, just, the, the, you know, he's got limited options here. He's just being a stubborn old fart. That's what it is. It's – he's got to put up a little bit of fight because, yeah, this is – I mean, you, they don't have a choice. This is it, man. Well, there's another. Well. But yeah. you know how she fights. Yep. But um, back out in the asteroid field, uh, there's uh, TIE bombers. Once again, new ship. Fucking awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, trying to find the Falcon. And Leia is sitting in Chewie's chair. Yeah, diddling it, herself. Something flies by. <laughs> Vagina sticks to the window. <laughs> it's a Minoc. Yeah. And uh, they're going out there, Han, Chewie, and Leia. They don't know that they're in the belly of a beast. No. As they put these masks on. They're going out into the cold vacuum of space. Um, well, yeah. I didn't even think about it from that perspective, but they probably think there's something there. But it, they, one of them says that, I think it's Leia says, the ground feels strange. And in a deleted scene, uh, Han and Chewie talk about what the ground feels like. But since they never actually finished it, they didn't dub in Chewie's sounds. And it's 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 just a guy talking. Mm. You want to take this one? Like warm apple pie. Yeah? Yeah. Apple pie, huh? Uh-huh. McDonald's or homemade? That's what it feels like. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But yeah, no, this and this is where Leia, we hear the, I got a bad feeling about this from Leia. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> it's a Minoc. They shoot one off the ship, and Han says... Oh, they're they're chewing on the power cables. We got to clean them off. But then the asteroid shifts, and more Minox are flying around, and this happens. Just a minute. Time out. This ain't quite right. Oh, now I get it. We should go. We. Yeah, but it's not the 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 thing that actually precedes that is Chewie fires blindly when all the Minox mm. are flying. And that's when Han says, wait a second here. And that's when yeah. he fires into the ground. And this is one of multiple times in my notes where it says 3PO is a pussy because when one of the things comes up to the window, he's like, ah, beastly thing, beastly thing. And of course, <laughs> you know, it looks like a vagina, so he's not going to like that. But, right. Um, there's there's some great Star Trek acting here. Oh, with the, the moving around. I'm doing it right now as I'm sitting in my chair, like going back and forth. Okay, like my rock left. Ba- rock right. Yes, as, my, as, as my basement is shifting. Yes, right? exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah, they get the, they get in the ship. We're taking off and, uh, Leia the doesn't cave agree. Is colla- yeah. The cave is collapsing. That's no cave. And, uh, and a giant puppet comes out of the ground and then Meg goes, really? This is it? And then the Millennium Falcon comes back, and he goes, "Shut, Shut up, Meg." Meg. 
<laughs> but we're, we're, we're back on Dagobah, and uh-huh. Luke, Luke is doing some shit that would be super fun. It's almost some, extreme zip lining, except it's with swinging on vines. And Yeah, with it, Yoda in a backpack, a knapsack. Yeah, and Yoda is talking about the Force, the light side, and the, the dark side. Mm-hmm. Yes, a Jedi strength flows from the Force. But beware of the dark side. Anger, fear, aggression. The dark side of the Force are they. Easily they flow, quick to join you in a fight. If once you start down the dark path, forever will it dominate your destiny, consume you at will, as it did Obi-Wan's apprentice. Vader, is the dark side stronger? No, no, no. But the busier, more seductive. But how am I to know the good side from the bad? You will know when you are calm, at peace, passive. Mm. A Jedi... Uses the force for knowledge and defense. Never for attack. But tell me why I can't... No, no, there is no why. <sighs> Nothing more will I teach you today. Clear your mind of questions. Mm. <sighs> you know, um, just uh, step out of the podcast here for, for just a second as I pull my drinks aside. So... Um, you're not going to be able to hear this, but uh, my 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 son is here. My my oldest son, who's like the one who's kind of like a Star Wars fan, if you will. The cool one. Yeah, exactly. The cool one of the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so actually, you want to put these on so you can hear? Yeah. yeah. But why don't you kind of give your, you know, your impression of Empire or kind of your quick, you know, 30 second review. Of Empire Strikes Back? Yeah. What, is this Dylan or Pacey? Dude, this is Dylan. Ah, Pacey was our dog. So I get all the Dawson Creek characters mixed up that your dad like names no, all of that's, you guys. That's Dawson. That's the younger one. Okay. Okay. Empire Strikes Back is a good follow-up to A New Hope. Obviously, you were introduced originally when it came out with the Empire, the Rebels, the Force. You get a general gist of it. And then the Empire Strikes Back is a good like step up from that. You start from where the heroes were winning in A New Hope to the Empire Strikes Back and the heroes are on the back foot for the first half of the movie. And it's kind of like you go along with their journey from their success to their low points and all in between. And then from there, you can see personal growth of several characters, including Luke and Leia. Okay, so what's your take in the the realm of Star Wars? Where does Empire fall for you? Empire is in the top five. Top five. Yeah, it's like a solid three or four. I it Revenge of the Sith and Rogue One are by far the best Star Wars movies currently. And will probably be the best Star Wars movies ever. Because I doubt anything will come up, at least not with how Disney's been recently handing handling the property. But I would put a, a three or four, because it's a good movie, but it just isn't my favorite. I have to remember that you're you're born of a, in a different generation that you saw the prequels in the theater. Uh, and, and you know, the, the, those were a little bit altering differently than for you, than for your dad and I seeing Empire as little kids yeah. for the first time. Yeah. Well, I didn't see so. uh, prequels in theater. No? Uh, that would have right. been you before my time. That's right. That's right. That's I keep forgetting how, how old those are. Well, we're, I'm old. Okay. All right. <laughs> 
<laughs> nice but, chatting. Yes. Here's uh, Matt. <laughs> okay, I know I have no idea what was actually said, so I'm going to okay. listen to that back. All right. <laughs> but uh, uh, here, um, I don't know what was said, but Yoda kind of does a rope-a-dope on Luke here. Because he knew the cave thing would come up. Because Luke walks over and he says, uh, you know, I, I, feel, I feel, cold. feel cold. And yes. uh, my, my, my question is, why is Yoda sitting next to a pair of Levi's? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a good question. But the cave, it's a, it's a domain of evil. And what is in there? Darth Vader. Well, no, only what you take with you. Oh, all right. And Weapons uh, not needed. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm still going to take them. <laughs> You yeah. Know. Yes. And, and then we get we get into some slow motion. My favorite. Well, um well Luke steps on something that squeals and mm-hmm. then R2's kind of freaking and then R2 or Luke R- Luke Luke peeks in a hole and I think it's a monitor lizard creeps something. out something. It's a big lizard. Lots of light in this cave though. Mhm. And uh Luke really could use some workout gear because his stuff is getting kind of shabby. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, snakes and lizards and then Vader shows up and I remember when I was watching this as a kid, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. I, I, I did not understand it, but... I still don't understand it. I still... would you Can you please clarify this? I, to this day, I don't understand it is, why this scene it's was Luke's. Needed. This is Luke's head. This is kind of like Luke's right. subconscious that is being visualized by this cave. But I never noticed it before watching it this time is Vader's breathing here is different. I didn't see that. I read that in the notes after I watched well, it. Well, here, just just listen to this. You can actually hear because with Vader's breathing, there's like a an upside and a downside, and it has mm-hmm. a it has like the up, but it doesn't have the down. It's Vader's breathing is just slightly different in this scene. It doesn't have the. So this is Luke's projection or Luke's subconscious about Vader. It is not anything else. It is it okay. is just what Yoda said. You only what's in the cave, only what you bring in there. And that is kind of Luke's fear, if you will. All right. Okay. Um All right. and I never noticed that the the breathing is different. And it's subtle, but it, it's still different there. And he beats vader in the cave quite easily and decapitates mm-hmm. him and then helmet explodes and what is in the helmet a dildo <laughs> that would have been luke's a bonus face. But luke's face yeah and there's slow motion but yoda yeah. is sad and then uh back on vader ship we get bounty hunters right can you name them all uh see there's bosk mm-hmm. ig88 mm-hmm. um boba fett mm-hmm and then I don't know the the fly looking one. Zuckus. Zuckus. Oh yeah, I should have known that one. And Forlom. Yep. And then Dengar, who we barely see. We only see him kind of from afar, and he's faded. I mean, we get a, we actually get a better shot of Dengar in Jedi. But um, Bosk is actually wearing a spacesuit from an early episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Uh, Forlom is basically a protocol droid with like a brainiac head. And uh, um, see, IG-88 is the the drink machine from. 
Yes. He the comes Cantina. up later on. And or, uh, yeah, or, he does. Some, somebody just like him comes up later on. And the thing is, IG-88 or the IG series, whatever you want to call it, ends up being such a total badass. Mm-hmm. But uh, Vader is laying out the rules to the bounty hunters. There will be a substantial reward for the one who finds the Millennium Falcon. You are free to use any methods necessary, but I want them alive. No disintegration. As you wish. Lord Vader. My lord, we have them. So maybe the bounty hunters won't be necessary. Right. And right. Yeah, the Falcon's coming out of the asteroid field, and they're ready for light speed, but... No light speed? It's not fair. <laughs> and Leia starts being cunty again. Again, yes. Yes. And then uh, they, they lost the main deflector shield, so Han says to turn her around, and they're Hope. going... Nope, I have a clip for this. Yeah, they're they're going to attack. Uh-huh. I got an idea. Shall we turn us around? You're going to attack them? You're going to attack them? That's how you sound. You're going to attack them? Imagine listening to that all day. <laughs> but, it's like my favorite clip from from something, something dark side. But the way that the Falcon comes around is an awesome shot. As I'm like pulling my left hand around in a circle as mm-hmm. it, it shows the exhaust as it's kind of like firing out the back. Right. And then uh, the Falcon flies past the the bridge of the Star Destroyer. And I think this yes. is uh, General Nita. Captain Nita. Captain and then Nita. Scott, and then Scott Bakula says, the ship no longer appears at our scopes. <laughs> Dude looks exactly like Scott Bakula. But it's not. It's boy. a dude named Mark Mark Capri. Is, is it oh boy? Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, but uh, yeah, Nita says he will apologize in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, back on Dagobah, uh, Luke is doing a one-hand handstand. Yes. Yoda the, is on his foot. And he's moving rocks as well, and, and R2 then, starts freaking out. Yeah. And the X-Wing is sinking, and Luke loses focus and falls Along with Yoda, who, since he's like 900 years old, breaks a hip. But uh, Luke is defeated as he sees the, you know, his X-Wing is basically sunk into the swamp. Yeah. He says, we'll never get out of here. Oh, sorry. And Yoda goes, Master, moving stones around is one thing. This is totally different. No, no different. Only different in your mind. You must unlearn what you have learned. All right, I'll give it a try. No. Try not. Do. Or do not. There is no try. And so Luke goes over. But that's great dialogue, by the way. Mm -hmm. Luke reaches out and the X-Wing comes up. Just a little bit. Just an RCH. Yep. And then he loses it, and R2 makes the same noise as if he was shot by a Jawa. And Luke is defeated, and he sits down. He's like, I can't. It's too big. Yeah, there's a there's a ton of great dialogue here, but it's, you know, Yoda takes his little claw hand and grabs into Luke's shoulder. I mean, just the puppetry in this scene is amazing. He's like, this crude matter, and 
I wish I, it would have been a five minute clip if we had done the whole thing. Right. But, um, you know, it's too big. You know, Jenna said that. But um, Yoda talks about how size doesn't matter because apparently he is a small green dick. But um, then there's this. I had to add some music into this because the music just gives me chills. And then we get a little box shuttle, but it's actually a TIE command shuttle, even though it doesn't look like a TIE fighter, going from Captain Nita's Star Destroyer to uh, the Executor, right? What, why didn't they fix this? I mean, given the fact that they, they give Vader the, the Tidarium shuttle, yeah, why wouldn't they have changed this as well? I don't know. But um, as Yoda is talking about, judge me by my size, you know, you don't... He forgot to mention midi-calorians. Mm-hmm. And also, yes. um, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, j- Come just on. continue. You, you can do it. No. Uh, but no, it's we cut to Captain Nita basically getting choked out, and Vader's like, apologies accepted, Captain Nita. That sounded more like George Takai. <laughs> Actually, it was my oh. first attempt. Oh my! <laughs> but um, you know, then Vader warns uh, Piet not to fail him again. But where is the Falcon? It is hanging out on the back of the conning tower of Captain Nita's Star Destroyer, and, and that's what I call it. I call it the conning tower. I mean, is is that what it is? I yeah, sure, yeah. There you go. But yeah, they said that they've scanned the area, found nothing. Um, they must have gone to light speed and Vader says, calculate their last known trajectory and deploy the fleet. Back on the Falcon, 3PO is bitching like a bitch and Leia just reaches over and shuts him down. But how how could they have have gotten it? How could they have, with how they are like kind of connected to the back of the conning tower, how, how could they have attached like that based on the speed they were going? I have no idea. It's Star Wars, man. You just kind of have to accept it for what it is. It's The Empire Strikes Back. Is that a good enough answer for you, Matt? Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, but three is bitching, and the fleet is starting to break up. Yeah, and what, do the, what does the fleet do before they go to hyperspace? Uh, they, they dump all their garbage. Right. So they must not go into hyperspace like once every five years. My, my thought is the, the stuff that they have... That's pretty big. I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> those, those, right. those chunks are, those, those are like TIE fighter sized or larger. No, larger, they're bigger than the Falcon. It, it's some pretty big shit there. <laughs> yes. So they're dumping the garbage and Leia, you know, is a, says a Conti thing and like, oh, we'll blend in like the rest of the garbage. And then they need to find a safe port. And yeah, is well, it the, 
Hanoid system? Anoed system. Anoed system. And then they find Lando. Well, Lando system. Wait, 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 wait. So they're looking for a place to go, and then Han finds a possibility. Hey, what about Lando? The Lando system? Lando's not a system. He's a black guy. No, that, was, that was questionable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But she asks if if he trusts Lando, and he says... He's got no love for the Empire. Yeah. And the detachment scene where they detach from the back of the conning tower of the Star Destroyer mm-hmm. is really cool because they got the perspective pretty spot on where it's kind of a weird angle. Yeah. And but he's got he's got to tell Chewie to detach. Isn't there a button for that up front? Well, it's it's uh I think he says it's the manual detach or something That's like right. that. Well, it, it just gives the ability for it to be just him and her. Right. And uh does she kiss him on the cheek? No, she kisses him on the top of the head, I think. Is it? I thought it was the cheek. Uh, maybe it's the top of the head. Uh, she doesn't suck his cock. No, but I, I thought I had a, you know, you don't have your moments, but you have. Was that yours or was that mine? No, as, I'd say I don't have that. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. don't have many, but you have your moments. Well, well, how about this? You have your moments. Not many of them, but you do have them. Just forgot to put it on the board. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and right. this is where it's like, why would the garbage be that large? But uh, yeah, yes. The Star Destroyers yeah. take off and the Falcon fires up, but. Mm-hmm. What also fires up? Bum, 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 bum. That's how the music is, I think. Well, Slave One fires up. And right. It's following a little bit close, no? A little bit. A little bit. You would think the Falcon would have some proximity sensors. And then, uh, yeah, it's Boba Fett. And then we go back to Dagobah, and Luke is continuing his training, and Luke is uh, lifting boxes. Mm-hmm. And then R2 and Yoda is talking about he will see stuff through the Force, old friends, long The future, gone. the past, old friends, yes. And Luke gets really distracted easily. <laughs> mm-hmm. And everything falls. It's, you must learn control. And well, Actually, it's even before he falls, um, it's like, I see a city in the clouds. Friends you have in there, they are in pain. Uh, future you see, will they die? Difficult to see. But Luke decides to give up on his training awfully easily. Mm-hmm. I've got to go to them. Decide you must. How to serve them best. If you leave now, help them you could, but you will destroy all for which they have fought and suffered. But then we, we see the Falcon uh, approaching Cloud City in they are being tailed or being shadowed or whatever by two twin pod cloud cars. Mm-hmm. I, I had these toys. This is, the, it is a cool looking ship, but it is the stupidest design ever. <laughs> yeah. This was, I remember this being a toy that I did not want. But it it you have a guy and then you have another guy mm-hmm. <laughs> and they they can't talk, you know, except over like comms. Right. So it just seems kind of weird. And, uh, they're saying, I'm trying to meet, reach a guy named Lando Calrissian, and they get fired upon. And then Leia says, I thought you knew him. And then Chewie barks something out. It's like, oh, it's been a long time ago. That was, yeah, that was a long time ago. They fly through the city, which is lots of special edition stuff. Yeah, special edition stuff. They land. Um, Leia says, I don't like this. Han goes, trust me. 
And, uh, and then, yeah, yeah they, they, as they land, Han says everything will be fine. And then he actually says to Chewie, it's like, um, you know, hey, <laughs> maybe you want to like, uh, well, it's, it's in the clip. Keep your eyes open, huh? Oops, sorry. No good you got a lot of guts coming here after what you pulled. <laughs> How you doing, you old pirate? So good to see you. Well, he seems very friendly. Do you know what you called that clip? Lon and handle. Yes. <laughs> Just seeing if you're going to pay, be paying attention. You know, there's, there's a lot of things like, okay, he's definitely doing text to speech here. Yes. Like, like the one clip where I, where I says, said when Leia is being a cant. <laughs> yep. That, that would yeah. be one of them. So do you know who originally was offered the, the role of Lando Calrissian? John Wayne. Yafit Kodo. Really? Yes. But he didn't want to get, I think it was something like he felt like it wasn't big enough or he didn't want to be typecast as that type of character. So Billy D. Williams, perfect. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he he plays the role perfectly. And he's yes. got enough he, of the, you know, the the suaveness as long as well as the kind of like the duplicitous nature. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. He greets Chewie and then he sees Leia and he's like, hello, what do we have here? Gives her a Colt 45. Uh-huh. And then uh, 3PO introduces himself and Lando does not give a shit. No. <laughs> Which is weird because doesn't. he's used to fucking droids. Yeah. Yes, he is. But uh, as they're walking through, Lando's bitching about labor and problems and stuff like that. And then C-3PO hears a protocol droid. and He's like, I wonder if that's R2. And he – another – Protocol droid comes out and is basically he tells C three PO to fuck off. That's exactly what it says in my notes. Promptly tells him to fuck off. Ichuta, Ichuta. Yes, and then he goes in. Well, here's an R two unit. Yeah, oh, that's when he hears the R two unit is after he's told to fuck off by the other protocol droid, and then who shoots him? Because it's a voice that certainly does not sound like a stormtrooper. Yeah, uh, I don't may- know who that is. Maybe it's an Ugnat. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, man. But uh, Chewie comes back for three PO, and but he doesn't actually see what happens. No. And then uh, Luke is back on Dagobah, and he's getting prepped to leave. And Yoda is trying to tell him he has to stay. And then yes. the peanut gallery chirps in again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and apparently, Luke has learned so much from his failure at the cave. What was his failure at the cave? I'm not sure. Is it because he, he fought Vader? I don't. I don't know. Right, but they're like, "Don't go. You must complete the training." And then I picked the clip up from when Luke says, "Fire up the converters," and they have to. They're like, "Okay, he's going. We we've we can't convince him to stay. So this is what this is the advice that we give." Okay. Yep. Yep. Hold on a second. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, yep. 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 You can do it. Yeah, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. R2, fire up the converters. Luke, don't give in to hate. That leads to the dark side. 
strong as Vader. Mind what you have learned. Save you again. I will. And I'll return. I promise. Told you I didn't. Reckless is he. Now, matters are worse. That boy is our last hope. No. There is another. You tell me where the nuclear vessels are. <laughs> Won't pay off for another movie, but still. No, no, no. So now we're up in like a penthouse suite of the Bespin Sheridan. <laughs> Well, there's more special edition shots here, and right. And right. Han is happy. The ship is almost finished, but Leia is very paranoid. It's probably because but she's of, in she, outfit change. Yep, probably she's paranoid. Probably from the three URL she did before they shot the scene. But uh, yes, she says I had I had this action figure. I had I had both of the Empire Strikes Back Leia action figures. So you had the the Hoth suit. I had the Hoth suit, which and came the with the blaster. One. Yep, and then this one, which had a, a cape, plastic cape. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had both of those as well. Yeah. All right. But she says she doesn't trust Lando. And he says, and this is great, I don't trust him either, but he is my friend, which made me yeah. think of, like, you know, Egg, the, <laughs> pilot, the pilot. Um, um, And actually, my note says Lando's like the pilot. But Leia is also lamenting as soon as they leave, Han will be gone as well. But once again, right. couldn't he just pay off Jabba and then come back? Yeah, you, you would think. You would think. Um, but where's but Chewie wandering around? He's in like the Ugnaughts workshop. No, 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 no. He's in the stacks of crap behind Amart. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. That's what it reminded me of. Mm-hmm. And, and what does he find? Well, he finds chunks of C three PO getting on a conveyor belt, getting ready to be tossed into the furnace. But that's where we see the other IG droid. Yeah, the, yeah. I I don't know if this is like IG eighty eight and Boba Fett. He got there first, and Boba Fett took him out. No, because we only saw the one ship leave. I would right. assume. But uh, yeah, okay. there's an IG-88 IG droid or IG series droid waiting there or a drink machine, depending on which movie you're watching. Mm-hmm. But a bunch of the Ugnats are playing keep away with 3PO's head. And then uh, one of the droids from the Jawa scene in A New Hope, the one with all the arms, is there as well. Okay. Uh, but Chewie takes him back and... Uh, he's, got, he's, got, he's got him in a giant Rubbermaid bin. <laughs> Milk crate, sure. Right. But uh, uh, can you repair him? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Lando is people, no thanks. And then Lando shows up, and he's flirting hardcore with Leia. And the, the look on Han's face where he put, kind of puts his hand, his head in his, or his face in his hand. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Jesus, this asshole. That's kind of what he does. Yeah. Trouble um, with your droid? No. Not no. at all. No. no it's, and, and he says, no trouble with your droid. And he says, no problem. Why? Which makes me think that he actually fucked up the dialogue. And they said, fuck it. We're just... Move on to the yeah. next scene. Right, right. But now they're walking through the hall, and uh, this transaction occurs. Aren't you afraid the Empire is going to find out about this little operation? Shut you down? It's always been a danger, but it looms like a shadow over everything we've built here. But things have developed that will ensure security. I've just made a deal that will keep the Empire out of here forever. <laughs> We would be honored if you would join us. I had no choice. They arrived right before you did. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry too. Oh. How how uncomfortable was that dinner? I was just gonna say the same exact thing. There's a robot chicken. Yeah, I've seen clip, it. <laughs> but it's I mean, there's very little dialogue, so it wouldn't translate to this platform very well. But it's yeah. How uncomfortable I mean, are you even eating the shrimp cocktail that comes out? <laughs> well, you have to look at it as old. Oh, is this my last meal? Type thing. Right. Yeah. But Luke is rushing to Bespin and he's almost there. And R2 asks about 3PO. And R2 is a is a good friend to 3PO, much more so mm-hmm. than 3PO to R2. Right. And then we cut back to Bespin and it's the middle of the night and a smoke alarm is going off and Chewie is trying to figure out which one it is. Yes. His dog ears are picking, are really aching over that high pitched noise. I, I swear to God, this same set was used in Jabba's palace with the overhead bars. When, All right. When Chewie is in. Oh, the, the jail cell. Yeah. I, I know the same exact set is used a minute later where, um, Han is being tortured. It's the same exact thing. They just threw like the dentist chair in there. All right. But um, uh, Chewie goes over and he starts working on 3PO. And would they really have left 3PO with them? Wouldn't they have taken that away? Yeah. I mean. And there, if, this if, is if, where if, the comic if, thing comes in is, uh, you know, because Vader, Anakin, built 3PO. There is a comic where it shows Vader holding just the head of 3PO in Bespin. And he's having kind of a moment of, you know, weakness from the dark ah, side perspective. Okay. I've seen that. Um, but wouldn't Chewbacca need some kind of tool or, you know, soldering iron or something? You would you would think so. But yeah, he puts the head back on and, and C3PO's like, Stormtroopers, here, I must tell the others. Um and then they're torturing Han. Is that device something that Lando had, or is that like a traveling torture device that the Empire has? Well, you know, that is in Lando's Red Room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you want to see my uh, my pleasure room? I, sure. I, I, t- I told you about the whole thing where, um, and this would apply more to Launcher, but there's the, the, the Red Room, the pleasure room, is a Fifty Shades of Grey thing. So there's this... Uh, three panel meme where the the first one is uh christian gray saying would you like to see my pleasure room and then the second one is anastasia whatever steel i think her name is i saying, have no idea yes and then the third one is it's like it's just all star worship <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah he's being lowered onto what i call the dentist chair and is screaming and lando is not happy about this and uh when I was a kid, my best friend Bill, who lived next door, <clears throat> his uh, what he thought the torture device was was little needles came up and poked you in the penis. That's a little high. How, how big do you think Hans cock was? <laughs> I don't know, but that's what he told me. But uh, Lando is not happy about his situation with Vader. <sighs> Lord Vader. You may take Captain Solo to Jabba the Hutt after I have Skywalker. He's no good to me dead. He will not be permanently damaged. Lord Vader, what about Leia and the Wookiee? They must never again leave this city. That was never a condition of our agreement, nor was giving hand to this bounty hunter. 
Perhaps you think you're being treated unfairly? No. Good. It would be unfortunate if I had to leave the garrison here. This deal is getting worse all the time. And Chewie continues to work on, on 3PO, and you know, 3PO is blind and then he's bitching about being backwards and then Chewie does the smartest thing he just shuts him down shuts him down right <clears throat> yeah uh they bring in han bunch of stormtroopers yeah yeah and he's like i feel terrible lando comes in well he he i think it's leia presses a button in like a bed yes slides out of the wall and leia is rubbing his head and then lando comes in Chewy barks. He's like, Argh! he's pissed off. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And Han gathers himself and then Leo, Leo, uh, Lando is laying it all out. Get out of here, Lando. Shut up and listen. The Vader's agreed to turn Leia and Chewie over to me. Over to you. They'll have to stay here, but at least they'll be safe. What about Han? Vader's giving them to the bounty hunter. Vader Jeez, wants Han. us all dead. He doesn't want you at all. He's after somebody called a uh, Skywalker. Luke. Lord Vader set a trap for him. And we're the bait. Yeah, well, he's on his way. Perfect. You fixed us all real good, didn't you? My friend. Stop! Stop. I've done all I can. I'm sorry I couldn't do better, but I got my own problems. Yeah. You're a real hero. I wanted to cut that clip off just a little bit before that, but I left the Leia kind of tag on that clip on just because even now, even in the situation that they're in, how bad things are going, she still Mm -hmm. has the ability to just be an absolute grade A cunt. Yeah. And uh, so then Vader is in the carbon freezing freezing chamber, and this is an incredible look, looking set. Mm-hmm. And uh, Luke's uh, ship is approaching, and Lando tells Vader that, "Hey, just as an FYI, uh, we like freeze like cauliflower and shit in here. <laughs> yeah, this might kill him." And he's like, "Okay, test it on Captain Solo." And he's called Captain Solo a lot in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently everybody knows that he's a captain, but now everybody's being brought into the carbon freezing chamber and 3PO won't shut the fuck up. And then Han asks what's going on. And well, he goes, what's going on, buddy? You're put in, the, you're being put in the carbon freeze. And, uh, Boba Fett is concerned. It's like, well, what if he dies? I'll, you know, he's worth a lot to me. I didn't really do an impression, there, but, um, if, if he dies, the Empire will compensate you and put him in. And then Chewie starts freaking out. And this is where, based on what we know now, things mm-hmm. get a little interesting, is as Chewie Boba starts Fett. freaking out, Boba Fett is about to shoot at Chewie, who has 3PO on his back. And, and Vader, Vader stops him. Yeah. And, you know, at, this is a great retcon of Vader doesn't want 3PO shot because that is the droid he built when he was a child it's right. probably just you know really really fucking lucky it worked out that yes way. it's unbelievably lucky that that happened 
But Han stops this whole thing and he says, you have to take care of the princess and then uh, walk us into this thing. Into what thing? Your, your, your next line. Oh, oh, yeah. One of the most famous lines in history where they kiss and then Leia says this. I love you. Fuck off. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw that. Yeah. I just had to stop it. I was laughing so hard. Yeah. No, she says, I love you. He goes, I know. I remember I saw this. They, they re-released it before they, they released Jedi. Right. And it may have even been like a year before they released Jedi because there was a trailer for Jedi prior to The Empire Strikes Back. Was it and still Revenge what, of the Jedi at that point? I don't know. I and don't Luke's uh, lightsaber when he was on Jabba's barge was still blue. Was it? Yeah. In the in the I, trailers that I've seen, his lightsaber is blue. It's not green. Okay. Um, but I was with one of my dad's girlfriends. And she took me and out loud, she's like, oh, what a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember that. She said it very loud. What a turkey? Movie. Yeah. About Han saying, I know. Okay. Um, yeah. So but, he goes in, he's down. Well, did you notice, and I think they, they tried to fix it in the special edition, but he famously loses his vest between shots. He has a vest no, he on. Never, he, he, he never has he his does. vest on. He, he never had his vest on. Is that just a lighting a, thing? No, he never, he was wearing a jacket, man. He always just had the white shirt on. Always. Mm. Guaranteed. But he had handcuffs on. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure about that. But okay, but th- 3PO is bitching that he can't see, and then the... The um, pulls out the handsicle. Well, the whole the, the blast where it's just he goes down and he's looking up and then the and his his chin goes up. I mean, it's very all very dramatic. It's a shot and of Wampa come. Yes, and then yeah, the the claw goes down, picks him up, yeah. and then the Ugnats push over the the slab. Um, and it's an awesome prop. Mm-hmm. You know, we we talked about the okay. You're you're president. What do you get? To, what do you have in the old office? <laughs> and yeah. I think that was the thing. Is like I got a I got a Han in in carbonite, you know, desk or or a table in the middle of the room. But it's an awesome prop. Mm-hmm. But I need to get the how electronic greebly. How heavy? How heavy is yours? Oh, it's it's light. It's fiberglass. Oh, okay. No, All I right. mean it. It probably weighs ten pounds. Oh, really? That's it. Okay. Yeah. So Lando goes down, checks it. Vader's like, well, Carl Calrissian. <sighs> well, Calrissian, he's alive. And in perfect hibernation. And then Vader says to Boba Fett, he's all yours, bounty hunter. We never hear Boba Fett's name in this movie. The only time I think we ever, well, we hear it in Jedi. And we hear yes, it because- in, uh, you You cannot watch the holiday special on Disney, but you can watch. Um, you can the, watch the Boba YouTube. Fett scene is on Disney. Is you can watch the whole thing on YouTube, but yeah, right, yeah. And then I we I'm pretty sure we hear um, his name in the in the the series Boba Fett. Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I think we only hear it once when he's when Han's like Boba Fett. Where? No, he says it twice. Does he say it twice? He says, Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Where? All right. Okay. But um yeah, he's he's alive and in perfect carbonation. Got a little bit of jizz on his chin. But did you say carbonation? 
he's in perfect carbonation. Yeah, he's with, is he a Mountain Dew? <laughs> exactly. But uh, reset the chamber for Skywalker. And Skywalker has just landed. And Vader tells his lackey, I don't know who it is, make sure he makes his way in there. But where are all the people in Cloud City? Because before, when we've seen Cloud City, there was like lots of people milling around. Mm-hmm. So they're, well, all, they're all in their they're all in their apartments. They've they're all under house arrest. Don't come out. Empire's got this shit nailed tight. But uh, yeah, just like Columbo says, uh, yeah, and there's there's one more thing. Now it is the end. Take the princess and the Wookiee to my ship. You said they'd be left in the city under my supervision. I am altering the deal. Pray I don't alter it any further. And then uh, Lando looks at Doug, and they share a glance, and... Luke is sneaking around after he's landed. This is Lobot that yeah. you're talking about. Yes. The bald dude with yeah. the, the, the headgear. Yes. He's got the uh-huh. Bluetooth headset on. Right. But Luke is sneaking around in Han's, uh, I guess, carbonite bodies being floated down the hallway. But R2 is making a lot of noise. Yeah. R2 totally BFs him because Boba Fett comes around the corner and fires at him. Um, and then Lando calls Lobot on his little, his iWatch. Yeah, his Apple Watch. And Lobot gets a message. And this is where I say, if Lobot was Brad, they all would have died. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But there's a gunfight. Jeremy Bullock, who plays Boba Fett, is the officer that uses Leia as a shield. (laughs) It's a human shield, yeah. That's in my notes as well. Right. And And she's like, Luke, don't. It's a trap. And then off in the corner, you have, uh, what the fuck is his name? Um, Akbar saying, hey, bitch, that's my line. That's right. <laughs> but a door yeah. opens, and the white hallways of Cloud City are replaced with a much more industrial look. Mm-hmm. And then Luke comes up from the floor in the carbon freezing chamber. Little Mario. Yeah, there you go. But uh, Luke has his gun out, and then he, he hears a voice. The Force is with you, young Skywalker. But you are not a Jedi yet. And, you know, Luke holsters his gun, and he takes out his lightsaber, and he ignites it first. And this is kind of against the whole never yes. for aggression, only for defense. And... I didn't notice this when I was a kid. I noticed it when I was older. The thing I love about this whole fight is for a big portion of it, Vader is completely half-assing it. Oh, he's totally toying with Luke. And it, he, he he's only used one hand. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Luke swings first and Vader's only using one hand. And Vader throws Luke to the ground like a ragdoll. Could have pulled another Rocky Four clip there, but I did not. Um, but already, even in the first... 10, 15 seconds of this fight. This fight is much more kinetic than the fight between Obi-Wan and Vader was in the first film. Yes. But uh, a bunch of Bespin guards rescue Leia and Chewie, and Leia has no idea what's going on, probably because she was high, but Chewie starts choking Lando out. Excuse me. Yeah, Leia's like, what do you think you were doing? Yeah, and then, yeah, Chewie's choking him out and then CP Rose, CP, th- <laughs> I'm having some problems with my words tonight, man. Three people's like, trust him, trust him. But, and he's like, there's still a chance to save him. 
on the East platform. Leia has crazy eyes. Do you know the, the, the stalker girl meme with like the huge, just like yes. wide open eyes? That's what Leia looks like in this scene. Her eyes are like super, oh, she's pissed, super man. wide open. And she just did, she just did three rails of blow also. <laughs> but now we're, we get to the East platform and I just, I wanted to pull the original Boba Fett dialogue. What do you like better? Um, okay, I can see I can see the reason for changing that one. I, I, I actually can see that. I, mm-hmm. I think that it should have been left as it was. Um I've I agree. When, when was the last time you watched the original nineteen eighties version? Two thousand three. Been, been a hot minute. Um, it's been a hot minute. No, I, I, I've I've watched uh, all the originals and then like the special editions, and there are certain things that are better, but there's a lot of things that are not. And it, Empire, honestly, probably of all three of them, would stand on its own the best with as few changes as possible. All right, and uh, you know, I, I understand why they did it, but it's, it's just unnecessary. But after that whole thing, R2 runs into them, and then we see a couple more special mm-hmm. edition shots, and they get to the platform just as Slave 1 is taking off. And I thought, and I was wrong, that I thought there was a shot of Leia shooting at Slave 1 that was kind of mirrored. It's chewy. I know, but I thought there was a shot here that mirrored the shot of um, Amidala shooting at... Um, Oh God! What's his name? Not Grievous. The other one, um, uh, the one that Anakin Dooku? beheads, Dooku's ship, where she—I thought that yeah. th- it was a mirror, but it's not. And okay, um, as three PO says, they're behind you. Go back and watch this this sequence right here, as three PO says, Chewie, they're behind you, and we see Leia. Lando is doing something weird in the background, like he didn't know that they were shooting at the time. <laughs> Oh, really? It, it's just, he's not, I don't even know how to describe it. He's just not doing what you'd, ex- he's just kind of like, hey, <laughs> just go back and okay. see. But they go through the All door right. and they start All running. Right. And then we go back to the lightsaber battle. And there's lots of great dialogue between Luke and Vader here. But you, you've learned much young one, much young one. You're, you'll find them full of surprises. And just like that. Vader figuratively, not literally, figuratively disarms Luke. And then what does Vader have at this point? What does he have? Yes. He had something that Obi-Wan has had on Anakin like many, many years before. Oh, he's got the high ground. Yeah, he's got the high ground. <laughs> he jumps down. <clears throat> he says, your, your destiny lies with me. Obi-Wan knew this to be true. Uh, and Vader backs him into the freezing chamber and Luke falls. Perhaps you are not as strong as the Emperor thought. Impressive. Most impressive. But I I love how Luke does like the super jump out. And then uh, Luke Mm -hmm. gives Vader some exhaust to the breastplate and then forces his lightsaber back into his hand. So he's 
he's got some of the tools in his toolkit. He's not there right, yet. But before that, before that, Vader says, Obi-Wan has taught you well. Release your anger. And then, yes, after he gives Vader the blast of, of carbon freeze, he kicks him off. And then now Luke has the high ground. <laughs> but mm-hmm. a- actually... He what, jumps down. Yeah. What Vader said here is true because Luke got pissed for a second. And in that second yeah. where he got pissed, he had the upper hand, and that's when he was able to knock Vader off of that ledge they were on. And then right. Luke walks behind a console and drops his ignited lightsaber and picks up the like just the hilt, which was a cheat for them in special okay. effects so that they didn't have to show it like him, you know, turning it off. Okay. But uh, I didn't notice that. Luke goes into a tunnel, and as soon as he steps into it, it lights up, and he and comes. This is the first. This is our very, this is our very first sound of the week. Yeah, he comes out of the tunnel to the first ever sound of the week. <laughs> uh huh. And, and Luke is standing in front of like this glass window, and this glass window is, it has an that Empire, uh, Tie Fighter, um, yes. Death Star, kind of shape to it. But mm-hmm. then Vader just starts using the Force to throw shit at Luke. Yes, basically just fucking with Luke and knocking shit off the wall and tossing it on him. And he gets blasted through the window. Or no, 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 no. A, a box goes through the window. And then and Luke the pressure gets sucked out. Yeah. It's so great. He got sucked out. What happened to his lightsaber? Oh, you can actually he, see it. Did he hold on to it? No. Oh, can you? When uh, Vader goes up to the window, well, Vader has to hold on for a second after Luke is is sucked out. And he goes over... Yes. And then Luke is hanging on to like the edge of a catwalk. catwalk. And mm-hmm. if you look the catwalk that he's hanging on, you can actually see his lightsaber is on the catwalk. Oh, okay. All right. But uh, then we go back to Leia, Lando, and, and Chewie. They're still running. And uh, they they change Lando's security codes. And he takes out a, you know, a wireless mic and says, Hey everybody, Empire's here. Get the fuck out of Dodge. Get, get the fuck, get the fuck out. Yeah, I don't care where you're going, but you can't stay here. Um, yeah. R two tries uh, to open the then, door, then we, and he gets a. He, we he see the shocked. Camtano guy. Oh, what's yeah. the What's the Camtano guy's name? Oh, the ice cream maker guy. Yeah, I have no idea what his actual name is, but. Oh okay, all right. But R two, another terminal, and R two is smoking. He's trying to open the door, and he's getting like updates from the central mm-hmm. computer and he says something to 3PO because 3PO is saying something about the uh, Falcon's hyperdrive and R2 is shaking his head no which in retrospect it's like okay you know it's something but then they are running to the Falcon and R2 does a fire extinguisher thing right the smoke screen yeah that's Lando and and well, Chewie goes in with 3PO on his back Lando and, and Leia are uh Fighting off the stormtroopers, Lando's like, Leia, go! Yeah, but and then they go back go and in. watch this. As Chewie okay. is going up to the Falcon, and he has 3PO on his back, 3PO's head hits a light on the side of the Falcon's uh, mm. thing, and it moves. <laughs> like, it's just taped oh. on there. All right. I've never noticed that before. But... uh Okay. Then they get on board. Chewie fires up, and they take off as R2 is dragging 3PO basically down a hallway. Mm-hmm. And then we go back to the lightsaber battle, and 
Luke walks into this structure off of the catwalk. Well, did you see him? Did you see the window that he came blasted through as he's walking on the catwalk? No, I did not see that. Okay. It's, that's, that's something that I noticed just in the last couple of viewings, that you can see the window that he got tossed out of. But yeah, he walks into like some, just a, like a, I don't even know what you'd call it. I don't know. It's like some kind of Control structure. Room. Yeah, but Vader's yes. done. Yeah, he, he's not taking any shit anymore. He's in full attack mode. And he's right. he's more brutal and sloppy now. And mm-hmm. um, they go back onto the catwalk, and Vader is getting more and more aggressive. And he knocks Luke to the ground. You are beaten. It is useless to resist. Don't let yourself be destroyed as Obi-Wan did. And Luke fights back and actually gets a shoulder shot a in. Hit. Yes. <laughs> that yeah. pisses Vader off more. And then Vader, unlike before where he figuratively did, he now he literally disarms Luke. Yeah. Disarms. Yes. Off goes his And you'll notice the lack of a Wilhelm scream there. Yeah. Because it originally well, was there. was there. no Will. It wasn't, it wasn't a Wilhelm scream. Uh, in the first it was, it was, special edition version, mm-hmm. it was. It wasn't Wilhelm. It was just, no. Yeah, but Luke does a Peter Pan off of that, just like Harrison Ford in The Fugitive. And he gets yes. sucked into a tube. And as he stops. Does he get in sucked tube, into the tube or does he use the force to go into that tube? I'd say he gets sucked into the tube. But as he stops, you can actually see, as he rolls to a stop, you can see his hand that he's not supposed to have any longer. And then what does the tube do? It opens up. It's like a toilet. Yeah, and then Luke ends up on a TV antenna so people in Cloud City can pick up Channel 18. (laughs) Yeah. It's a very, very local reference. (laughs) 
Yes, he tries to grab the door uh, and nope, and then falls down and basically is hanging by his legs. Uh, he's calling for Ben, but what did Ben say on Dagobah? Yeah, if you face him, you must face him alone. I cannot intervene. I, I, I can't interfere. So then he does this. I gotta see if I can get this right. Mm-hmm. Hear me. Leia. Look. We've got to go back. What? I know where Luke is. What about those fighters? Should we just do it? Alright, alright, alright. Lando caved like lawn chair. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> Under pressure. Well, when you've got somebody that can, when you got somebody that can rip your arm out of your socket. Yeah, you're, you, you know, you're in the wrong here. You're pretty much, you're low man on the totem pole. Yeah, he he doesn't have the, a lot a lot of ground to you know to stand on at this point because he he basically buddy fucked them all along the way. But uh, right then we get the bad Vader, even though it was James Earl Jones. Uh, special edition footage that has the shuttle from Jedi. And then mm-hmm. uh, the Falcon is coming up on Luke and we get some more special edition fo- footage as the, the Falcon gets under Luke and the, the top hatch thing is cool. I don't understand the need for the carabiners as he's no, opening don't. up the top hatch, but right. But Luke falls yeah. onto the Falcon, which I think that would hurt. But of course he fell from three stories earlier. So Apparently, falls do not hurt him. No, certainly not. But then it's, okay, let's go. And then we have TIE Fighters pursuing the Falcon. And Leia takes Luke, and Lando takes over as pilot and closes the door. And a Vader shuttle lands on the Star Destroyer, which is repurposed Mm -hmm. uh, Jedi footage, which actually was the Death Star. Um, Yes. And Leia is tending to Luke and she kisses them and then she leaves. And I actually saw a, a thing online where it had like a, a kiss count between Han and Luke. Oh, but, all right. Uh, they're getting ready to jump to light speed. So what well, if your people fixed it? No. Nope. Nope. They told me they fixed it. And then Vader asks Piet about the hyperdrive. Did your people yeah. dis- disable the tractor beam or the hyperdrive on the Millennium Falcon? Yes. Wow, that's a great Vader impersonation. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even going to pull it because it is terrible. But they talk about that the tractor more beam. Like, you, know what that, you know what that sounded like? That sounded more like, happy birthday, Polly. <laughs> oh, God. Do you know why? Okay, why R2 does, tells why? 3PO. Happy birthday, uh, Polly. What? There you go. R2 tells 3PO. Uh, what he heard and the city computer told him. You know better uh, you, to trust you, a stranger computer. <laughs> right. But they're fl- why are they flying directly toward the Star Destroyer? And, okay, I, I don't know exactly how tractor beams work, but I, yeah. I would think a tractor beam would be based on range. Uh-huh. And I do not think if it's, I don't think it's actually possible for them to be closer to the star destroyer than they actually are <laughs> yeah. because they're within an rch of actually hitting the side of the star destroyer yes yeah 
Like they're gonna, they 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 just flew right towards the star destroyer, got about a hundred yards away from it, and then took a hard right, and we're <laughs> flying alongside the star destroyer. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Yes. And then, well, Vader Vader uses the Force to talk to Luke. Luke, father, son, come with me. Why didn't you tell me? And then somebody, I think it's Piet, says, uh, ready for the tractor beam. And R2 rolls over and 3PO is bitching at him. And it's like, well, you don't know what you're doing. And then R2 basically turns one thing. Mm-hmm. And yes. they, they jumped well, to Well, it was speed. fixed. It was, it was, it was fixed. The, 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 the hyperspeed was fixed, but it was just disconnected. And after the Falcon jumps to light speed... Vader does this really cool double take thing where he looks mm-hmm. out and then he turns back and then he looks out again. It's like, okay, I guess. Yeah. He walks past a dude who is kind of like looking at his empire iPad. He kind of, kind of looks at him like, thank God I didn't get my ass choked out. But yeah, Piet's happy. He's not dead. And then we, we jump mm-hmm. forward a little bit in time and Luke is getting his mechanical hand. Yes. All right. Is this thing good to go? Yeah, but practice on a hot dog first. Otherwise you might rip your dick off. I figured that had to be what that was. <laughs> uh-huh. But the Falcon is docked underneath. Uh, I'm assuming it's the medical frigate. That's what I call it. It is the medical frigate. Yep. And Which goes toe to toe with the executor in the next film. But I never, I never noticed this until the Family Guy special. But we we see Lando in the cockpit of the Falcon, and what is Lando? He's wearing, wearing Han's clothes. Yeah, he's I wearing never Han's clothes. That. His vest. You've never noticed that? I noticed that when I saw it as a kid. That's yeah, a little weird. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're all going to rendezvous on Tatooine, and the medical droid is uh, checking Luke's fingers. You know, just a finger tap on the fingers and then mm-hmm. Leia is looking off into the distance and the Falcon takes off and the fleet shots that are here in this little sequence, these were all done in the week before this movie was released. Really? Yeah. These were the absolute last things that were done. These were all add-ons. Okay. And then we have a pinhaul dissolve and the movie's over. Yeah. So your show, let's go. What's there to say? It's the goat. It's you, uh, you know, know. Did it hold up? I I watched the movie yes. twice in the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch it again probably next week just because I was trying to watch it with a critical eye, and I, now I just kind of want to watch it casually and just you know enjoy it and soak in all the Star Wars au jus. 
it, it's, so, yeah, there's, it's, I've, it's I think I've said everything so I need to say. Yeah. Yep. This may sound silly to you, but kids go completely ape if you do three things in a picture. Defy authority, destroy property, and take people's clothes off. Mm. Yeah. Um, recommend right. it. Yeah. yeah. Of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. Uh, so, actually, before we get to the last thing I have, and now it's time for Jen's two-second... Actually, before I do that, so is this new or is this old? Mm, old. And now it's time for Jen's two-second movie review. Watch it. I did not. That was Jen's <laughs> two-second movie review. Jen! <laughs> Something different. That was good. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Yeah, recommend it, of course. All right. You know, yes. but... Okay, so we've now done six films. No, we've done seven films. Mm-hmm. This is your mm-hmm. number one with a bullet, I'm assuming. Oh, of course. Okay. Yep. Fair enough. All right. Fair enough. So right. uh moving on. Watch your watch Watch your watching. All right, my week. I'll go first. I watched The Gray Man on Netflix. Eh, it's all right. Uh, I mean, if you like Chris Evans and you like Ryan Gosling, it's it, they're definitely lots of jacket material. A sequel. Yes, okay. absolutely. Uh, I watched The Contractor with Chris Pine and Ben. Is it the one with Thandie Newton? No, Thandie Newton is not in this one. She's in something with Chris um, Pine. That's all, yeah, all it's on. something. Yeah, it's on Amazon, I think. Okay. Um, this was it was good. It was okay. Uh, I watched all of Light and Magic. It's a great show to fall asleep to. Okay. <laughs> so I would say that I probably watched eighty percent of it. But don't you, um, as you're watching that show, don't you feel like if you were in California, things could have been different? Sure, because a lot of those people locked their way into that. But it, it's also so. you know, you look at people that had the 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 passion the want i i mean you did you did more with making films with your 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 dad's you know home vhs camera with stop motion yeah. and shit and I, I just think these people and honestly the thing i don't know is there's there's people like joe johnston and you know people that became directors but you mm-hmm. look at some of the other guys where are they from a, I mean, there are multiple Oscar winners, but where are they from a financial perspective? I mean, how much money did they make? Not that that's the end all be all, but that, that is a big part of it. I think, I mean, you, you it's need to consider that. I mean, for, for, yeah, for a lot of these people, it's, it was just a job. It wasn't like they were getting a cut of the film. They were just, you know, but some of these people, the I mean, butcher. they were busting their balls for this stuff. And, yeah. and, I guess like video effects, just like people that work at it, like for EA or something, a video game house where you are spending mm-hmm. these ungodly hours and you do not get a cut of the fact that this film or this video game made a billion dollars. A billion dollars. Yeah. Yep. But, I, you know, um, I, and I think that if, if things were different, you know, you grew up in California but would would you be happier? Okay, I, I I got to work on this film, but financially, I'm I'm not as secure as I am now. I I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. So continue. Uh, I watched Deadpool one and two. 
one is better than two. I like two better. Two is good. Really? Yeah, I do like yeah. two better. No, I'm no, I'm a I'm a one guy. I'm a number one guy. Um, uh, caught up on all mankind. It's stupid. Have you are you caught up on it? No, I, I I'm like three episodes in. I, I didn't yeah, want there to be dumb. this season, but I, yeah, I probably will it's, watch it's it when just, I run out of shit to watch. Yeah, you'll you'll hate watch it. Trust me, because it's just it just comes down to some stupid things. It's like really, this is the direction that they took because um, of these weird interpersonal things that all these bad all this bad shit has happened. Um, trying to watch Stranger Things. I think I'm halfway through the second episode. Um, and I'm telling you, the first half Lightyear. ends so well. Okay, I know. I've said that I'm multiple times. That's why I'm giving it a second shot. Um, Lightyear, the the Buzz Lightyear movie on Disney. Okay. So it starts off with, it, there's a, a crawl that says, you know, in 1985, Andy watched this movie. This is, watched a movie about Buzz Lightyear. This is that movie. And then there's some progressive woke shit that happens, which it is what it is. Uh, and I'm thinking to myself, a movie would not be woke like this in 1995. No, no, no. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. So we won't watch it again. It was okay. And that's it. All right. So I, I'm most of the way through light magic. I have like an episode and a half left of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Big Brother, um, Beavis and Butthead, they actually have now have shows out, new shows out. They're okay. They're entertaining. Mm-hmm. They make me laugh. They're not great or anything. I watched uh, half of my next film. I watched okay. um, the first episode of The Terminalist. I think you were watching that. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it's going to go. Um, it, it has... I'm not quite certain exactly what's going on because it has a little bit of the unreliable narrator thing going on. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know where that's going to go. Uh, City on a Hill came back. Um, I, I don't okay. think you've ever watched that. It is is really cool. It's uh, Kevin Bacon as like a. I watched ball. most of the first season, but what's it on Showtime? Showtime, yeah, yeah. I, I don't have Showtime, so. And then I watched uh, Can't Buy Me Love. Uh-huh. So. Okay. Yeah, the film I've seen more than any other film ever. So, Okay. All right. That's it. So uh, okay. ready for next week's film? I am. I'm so excited, and I just can't hide it. Free to greet the next week's movie, and I think I like it. Or did you figure out what movie it was? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I was okay. going to start watching right. it, but I had the problem. So, uh, can I can I guess that the the person that is still alive is Marion Ross? <laughs> yeah. So uh, long, hard, full of semen. Uh-huh. Alec Guinness plays Obi Wan Kenobi in this film. He plays Colonel Nicholson in 1957's The Bridge on the River Kwai. Holden plays Shears in that movie. Holden plays Richard Benson in 1964's Paris When It Sizzles. Tony Curtis, I love you, Spartacus, plays imagined actor playing portraying Maurice or Philippe in that movie. Curtis plays 
Lieutenant J.G. Nichols Holden in one of Doug's childhood favorites from 1959. Operation Petticoat. That's right. It's on YouTube, baby. Yeah, I I, I figured that out, and I was going to watch it, but then I had all the issues. I actually rented it from the library, so I got a better version of it now. Oh, oh all right. Okay. And it's... It is a it is a comedy. Um, My last film remember, is a comedy as well. Okay, and I just remember loving this movie as a kid, and uh, yeah, that, and that's why I want Jen to watch it because I think I really think she'll get a kick out of it. And it's, I think it's nineteen fifty nine. I that's what I said. If you were listening, which you probably weren't, yes, nineteen fifty nine. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this. I'm looking. Trying to get all of my shit going together at the same time, so um, I I would say that probably is enough. We actually, you know, we're we're creeping up on. It. I think we're going to be just an RC. We're creeping short up on four hours. Yeah, we're just going to be short because yeah. I I said that you know three and a half is the is the over under take the over. Uh, we did not have nearly as many asides, but I mean this was a this was this was a podcast I was a little concerned about um, just because. All right. You know, this is this is a movie that means a lot to me. Um, you know, mm-hmm. probably of any of the Star Wars films, this is probably the one that meant the most to me. And as we go into my next movie and my next season where I have I've never seen half of the films that are on my list. <laughs> so No, all right. But great. No, but there there's some great ones. There's some not so great ones, but I, I right. think that'll be great discussion. So um, go ahead and bring us on home. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. Join us next week for 1959's Operation Petticoat. Cary Grant, Tony Curtis, Marion Ross. Um, who's the dude that plays Captain Steubing? Oh, gosh. I actually <laughs> – his name's Merle Steubing. That, uh, Gavin McLeod. From, there you go. You have that guy. Cloud from uh, the show with the woman, you know, the new show. Uh, she throws her hat in the air. Mary Tyler Moore show. Okay. Yes. Um, uh, Bewitched's husband is in this movie. Yeah, Dick Sargent, not um, Sergeant York. Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually went down a Dick rabbit Sergeant. hole on uh, on Love Boat. It's like, okay, have any of them been, been nude? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Oddly enough, no. Yeah. Yes, but thanks for, for being here. Um, reach out to the show, Rewind at yahoo.com. Like us on Facebook, rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. If you like long podcasts about Star Wars, this is the place to be. So see you next week. Yep, sounds good. We'll talk to you soon. All right, adios. Ichuta.